Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Welcome to Bass and Brews Fishing Podcast. We got a hell of a good time lined up for y'all tonight. Uh, if you're watching, thank you for watching. If you listen on the podcast, uh, make sure you, you make notes of the funny stuff you see on here so you can go back and watch it because I promise it's going to be a good time. We got two of the funniest dudes in the podcast land uh, that you will find. So tonight with me, we got my guest co-host, Jeff Malott. From Kayak Bass Nation. Jeff, what's up, brother? What's up, my man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. What's going on with you? What's new for the new year so far? Man, not much so far. Just uh, kind of gearing up. You know, I'm, we're all about the kayak bass. I know you guys talk about a little bit of everything, but tournament season's getting ready to fire up, so just gearing up for that, doing a little bit of fishing when I can. Nice. I hear you. All right. Well, our guest tonight, I'm excited to have on. We got Drew and Chris from the Paddler's Playbook. And this is a, a saltwater fishing podcast for the most part. And I don't care about saltwater fishing or nothing like that, but I listen to this show every single time it comes on. I got this one of mine. It's one of mine I make sure I hit. And so for them coming on tonight, <clears throat> for all our regular listeners, you know we like to have a good time and we give banter back and forth and we're going to talk a lot, of, a lot of dookie. All right, three seconds. We're going to talk a lot of shit. 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 Don't <laughs> say shit. Because after two minutes, shit, shitty, shitty, shit. Go ahead. Sorry. See, see Alex, Alex, I got to follow Alex's rules. So Careful, anyway, son. That sounds look. like some Coast Guard stuff to me, Paul. I don't know. Uh, man. Sorry. Sorry, I, Alex. Yeah. Look, I, he might have a little bit of a Napoleon complex. He's short, a <laughs> little skinny bitch, but we'll, let, we'll, we'll, figure, wow. we'll figure those intricacies out later. Drew, Chris, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? Hey, Drew. What's going on, man? man what's up, Chris? Just, I just want to let you know, man, I have a feeling this is a fucking trap. It's a trap! I have They're a gonna... feeling this is a trap. I, I'm just... a thirst trap? I heard that's something the kids say now. Thirst trap. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, don't, I have no idea what the kids say at all. I can tell you what old people say, but not the kids. Yeah. I, have no I don't, clue I don't know what that means. Saying. I've just heard it. So... <laughs> Well, we can analyze it. I mean, we know what being stuff. thirsty is, but I mean, what's the well, thirst trap? Somebody Google that. Well, Somebody hold on now. Dictionary. Go to the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. What kind of trap would would a handsome southerner like myself be setting for y'all? Chris, what, what kind of trap? Man, I don't know, but it just don't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> 
It just I, it look, feels it feels rather strange that you know these bass dudes want to talk to us salt guys. The last time we did this, man, we ended up talking about shoving lemons up lemons. <laughs> redfish buttholes. We well, did. Well. How the conversation got there, I have no <laughs> idea. But uh, we were on the Dark Waters podcast, and he got to talking about shoving <laughs> lemons up redfish's butts. Well, hey, oh. Paul, uh, I did go to the Wikipedia, and it says a thirst okay. trap is a, size of, a type of social media post intended to entice viewers sexually, which is what he was just talking about with the redfish. So yeah, well, yeah. maybe you were setting that kind of trap. I don't redfish know. Redfish buttholes, man. It, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, redfish are the largemouth bass um, of, of the ocean. Except it's okay to eat redfish, where if you eat largemouth bass, you some kind of heathen. Who? Who said that? Who said that? Well, everybody. I grew up eating largemouth bass, and people look at me like I lost my fucking mind. Like I shouldn't be allowed to fish sometimes. It's weird, bud. It's It was just that, that social acceptance that uh, that took over after some time. You know, it, it's still okay to eat them. For all you listeners out there, you're gonna hate me, hate me, hate me. But it's it's okay to it's okay to eat hardhead. It's okay to eat uh, bowfin. It's okay to eat uh, snakehead. Whatever you want to eat, man, you go right ahead and eat it. That's true. That's true. Well, look before we before we get any deeper into the debauchery that's probably going to happen tonight. Did did anybody bring any beverage that they want to crack open? Because this is one of the things that we do here on this podcast is we like to crack open a beverage and talk about it if you're so willing to. Now, I, uh, I've been Drew, you got your the, bravazi, man. No, I don't. But <laughs> I've been listening to the last few episodes, and, and I'm very surprised that, you know, you said the word heathen just now. You went from the Faith uh, Fishing Podcast, which you did the last one, and then you brought me and Chris on after that. I was like, oh, I, don't know, I don't know how this is going to work out. But I, uh, I got a, a well, Carbock hard Drew seltzer. figured out the trap. I nice. did. That was a, yeah, I got the uh, Carbock Ranch Water hard seltzer lime. Is what Drew doesn't had. really drink like, you know, regular man drinks. The seltzer. Which I don't mind. I don't mind drinking TV static every now and then. (laughs) Oh, Lord. More of a white claw situation. Uh, I like the Topa Chico for real. Mr. Marsh Jump, tell him about the white claw. It's what you had on the last episode, ain't it? Look, Bo. Look, this is the man's white claw right here. This is a surge. This is 8% alcohol. Oh, my God. Drew knows firsthand what happens whenever I drink anything (laughs) that high in alcohol content. I don't wake up for two days. (laughs) What were you saying, Jeff? Huh? I think that my wife's Moscato is eight percent in the fridge in there too. But yeah, but that's too much sugar. That's too much sugar. I fuck my tummy up. This right here, boy. (laughs) No headache and and no beer shits the next morning. This stuff right here. This is this is. angelic uh beverage this is angelic, angelic alcohol beverage. right here angelic <laughs> alcohol i'll have to remember that one I'm a so so jeff did you bring anything to partake yeah, of man. tonight? i what went into my special stash for you tonight oh hell yeah so every every year there's at least one tournament up in the north up in wisconsin oh, so yes. i always stop and grab a case of uh spotted cow from new glaris it's only sold up in wisconsin i only have about four of them left so Hold one out for hey, this, this little shit. I, 
I, I am very, very truly appreciative of a spot of cow being on here because you would think that that can is made of gold the way them folks talk about it when they get it and come back down. So thank you for bringing that on. Yes, sir. That, that good fish. What's, what's, hey, what you got? Hold on. Um, what? I want to ask a question real quick. Do y'all have, y'all got surly up there, right? In, in North Carolina. Can you get surly? I don't, what the, is that like? Scissor? I'm sure. I'm sure if you go to the right bar, man, I need to <laughs> surly, not surely. Is that another seltzer? Is that beer? Oh man. Yeah, it, it is a beer. Surly is a, uh, a brewery up, up in, you can't get it down here in Texas. It's kind of like Yingling was not allowed to be, you know, sent to Texas forever. And now we finally got it. But Surly is a damn good beer. And some of those guys, you know, some, some of your listeners are probably going to comment. It's, it's fantastic. But tonight I'm drinking Guinness, you know, some uh, good old dark beer. But wow. I had to, had to make it special, man. Had to make it special. We got half a Reds inside in, in the mug. Okay. So Guinness and Reds, it's a pretty good combination. Uh, it'll get you bit. All right. Well, let's crack these open so we can we can get to talking about what we came here to talking about. Y'all ready? Three, two, one. Mm. All right. So tell us, you you two can battle back and forth. I ain't gonna ask, you know, y'all y'all do this enough. Tell us about Paddler's playbook. Chris, How where, you, where do you want to start? I, I wanna we wanna know I wanna know how you got to where y'all two are right now in the sense of your paddler's playbook, not, not what you did this morning shit, but you know, I've got a great great story as to how it started. This started about 10 years ago Mm. and 10 years ago, all I wanted to do was go fishing. Right. And so I called up some buddies. We all got together and we went down to a place called dirty Pelican. All right. You, I know it sounds like you could possibly get a staph infection. Or, you can find or maybe the, you some can scabies. Find, you can find those surly guys at the dirty pelican. You're going to have sores on your lips and two. We weeks, went so. down to the dirty pelican. First thing I did, man, was threw my kayak. Well, I threw a 12 pack of beer inside the, the center hatch of my kayak, threw my rods on, hopped in the water, and paddled on out. Got past the breakers. The breakers, of course, are the surf. Yeah. I know and what the fuck a wave is, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure for you bass guys that y'all knew what a wave was. So we get past the breakers, and I'm like, where the hell is these guys that I'm supposed to be fishing with? Well, they're back in the fucking truck. Why are they in the fucking truck? Why won't they get in their kayaks and come out here? Because they're wheeling and dealing, trying to make a deal with this guy, Bill something or other, um, to become pro staff. And uh, that is kind of how the whole deal got started, man. I was like, I got to know more about this pro staff stuff. (laughs) So I started hanging out with this fella right over here, uh, Drew. (laughs) And uh, he was all about the pro staff. (laughs) Hold up. Are you going to call him? Are you going to call him by his name? Are you going to call him all the shit that you've been talking in our Instagram messages setting this up? Oh, look, man. When 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 uh, when he calls me, it just says Baldy, Baldy, <laughs> on, on the phone. 
But anyway, so yeah, it started about 10 years ago and um, we, we kind of all kind of, you know, in the kayaking world, we all got sucked into this, this um, phenomenon called pro staff at some point in our, our, uh, our, the little life that we live, right? We all wanted to be a part of something like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you grow up, it, it wears off and you no longer want to be a part of that. And you, you kind of feel like it's icky, it's gross, you know, and then you want to try and save people. <laughs> you want to try and save people from going down that route. And uh, so you, you kind of let them know, hey, man, it's just about fishing. It's just about getting out there. It's just about getting on the water. It's just about it's about getting around the campfire, doing some camping. It's about being in the outdoors, and it's about just doing the man shit that you want to do, even if you know, even if you're a female and you want to do that kind of shit. And but this oh real, real quick, getting into the pro the pro staff back then was this to get you ten percent discount, or was it was it at this point in time was it it was it something like I'm I'm a I'm a Pro, promo staff. It member. was probably older, longer than ten years ago, though. Drew, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for me, and it's always been this way. I'm frugal, so I wanted the least <laughs> amount of money that I could spend on anything. And back then, I thought it was by being pro staff and getting a pro staff deal with stuff. Now I know it's just you got to know people, you got to have relationships, and then you can work your way into those pro staff slash you know, promotional or regional teams and you can work your way into those teams, but it's really about just making relationships with people will save you a lot of money in the long run um, from a lot of these different companies. But it it was never like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the newest. I want to be the YouTube sensation um, type of guy. It was just, I like free shit. So I wanted to figure we out. We tried the YouTube wanted, sensation thing. Yeah. I think Drew has one video in his whole entire I got library. three. Three videos. <laughs> three videos on there. And just. Well, not, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, Chris was talking about that trip to Dirty Pelican. And I think I just, it was Micah that actually wouldn't come out of the truck. Maybe it was you. I don't know. No, one Micah, of y'all was trying to wheel and deal. Micah, Micah came out of the truck, but. Just a tip, guys, on this very first trip that I went. I mean, first tip of the episode here. So Chris is already out there, and there's probably, what, eight of us going out there. We're, right. we're trying to hit the bull it's a big red. group. Yeah, we're trying to hit the bull red run. You don't have to paddle very far to catch bull reds. I mean, you're probably three, four, five hundred yards offshore as far as you got to go. You're in about 30 foot of water, maybe, and you're just throwing big chunks of dead mullet out there. I paddle on out there. I get set. I pull my anchor out. I throw my anchor in the damn water, and there just goes my anchor. I didn't attach my anchor to the boat at all. Nothing. Just chunked it and watched the rope go. So I got to paddle all the way back in and then go buy another anchor because you really can't. If you drift out there with the way the current's you're be running, all over the damn you're place. just going to be all over the damn place. So there's no way that you can you can fish out there without our anchor. So first and, tip for everybody, attach your anchor before <laughs> you throw it off of the kayak. Well, so this happens in the bass fishing world a lot, too. Somebody will tie a lure on, and they go to snip the, the tail end of the line, <laughs> and they snip it and throw the lure in there, and, and the bitch just keeps flying. Just keeps on going. Yeah. So, but, so this there's two things. Hold up, there's two things right here. One, 
Y'all were kayak fishing back in the days when they won't know kayak fishing kayaks. Correct. Uh, we had good fight. We had good kayak fishing kayaks um, in you know at, at that time, um, but I'm going to say when Drew and I first started kayak fishing, yeah, we didn't have very good um, kayaks to fish out of. Actually, whenever I first started kayaking, there were no real fishing kayaks. That was around 2001. But if they had a rod holder on them, they were a fishing <laughs> kayak. Yeah, I think yeah. your okay. Tarpon 160 that you had, Drew, I don't think it had rod holders on it. No. Your double hatch, your dual hatch, I don't think it no. did. No. Um, my uh, my ocean did. Your scrambler? Yeah, the scrambler had one rod holder on there. And if anybody's listening, go look up the ocean scrambler XT and tell me how smart I was for trying to make that thing into a crappie rig. Just go Google it. <laughs> That's what we were dealing with back then. So the uh, the second thing point I want to make is I got three OGs. And, yeah, OG stands for old guys. There's three old guys on the podcast tonight <laughs> with me. But in all seriousness, y'all, Jeff has been kayak fishing for 11 years now, Jeff. Yeah, so, I mean, right. yo, all three of y'all have been in this kayak fishing scene for a long ass time, and you there's seen... people out there that have been in it twice as long as us. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, well, that's on the ocean side, right? This is nothing new on on the saltwater side, right? It's talking to Jim Salmons, you would think that this thing started back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you talk to that other that bass guy, I can't remember his name, Chad something or other. Um, you would he invented it. He invented it. Yeah, he invented it. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff is just shaking his head, but he invented it. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, so, but, but this is. I mean, this is. You say exploited. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You miss. You misspelled. You misspelled. Anyway. So all right. So back back to back to 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 the dirty blind pelican. So anyway, I I just brought up that story because um, honestly, that's whenever I first like heard the the term pro staff and and that people were actually wheeling and dealing to try and get into um, product staffs. And um, when we started our show, Drew and I have always talked at once we got out of that like mindset that you need to be a part of something in order to be a part of something. He said, you know, he came up to me, he said, let's do something different. Let's do a podcast. And I was like, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> and so he it's told me what it show. Yeah, he told me what it was. I was like, sure. I love to talk, man. I talk all the damn time. I won't <laughs> shut up. So I was like, that's that's my wheelhouse, man. I'll talk. So um, we started thinking about the concept for the show. And how we were going to structure it. And man, we sat down to pen and paper a lot. For the first few episodes, it was like, man, we got to get this thing done right. And then, but it was all, what you've been hearing, what you've been listening to with the show, you said you listen to it every time a new episode comes out. Now you can see the organics of what it's become. And it really is about the bro staff. Okay. We try to take that, that negative term bro staff and turn it into something that's more positive so that mm-hmm. people have, instead of that negative connotation, it's like, it really is uh, a brotherhood 
um, of episodes, we were like, eh, we kind of got to stop scripting this stuff. <laughs> just try to, you know, go with the flow. Just have uh, some bullet points to hit. Um, and honestly, man, it, it's it's done really, really well. The organics of it are are healthy and wholesome. Um, even though I talk a lot of smack and talk a lot of shit. And guys, I I I know if you've ever listened to the the Paddler's Playbook, you've heard me talk about green fish this, green fish that, right? I freaking sound like I've never been in a freshwater body, fresh a body of fresh water my whole entire life, right? I spend a lot of time in the freshwater. I just don't like it that much. <laughs> I love salt, man. I love salt. I love that marsh mud that smells like you just done took a step into someone's bunghole. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> you know, it smells like holy death has just risen up inside your waders. Um, but it, I do, I do freshwater fish quite a bit. But but is the truth though that you want to fish for redfish and saltwater fish because they're easy to catch, where bass are a challenge and you gotta have some skill, right? Drew, what do you think about that, buddy? <laughs> they're they're both have their uh, their challenges. I'll say that. They both I'm have, just they going both off. Of y'all challenges. say redfish are dumb. Redfish are dumb. Oh, redfish they're, are they're dumb. Stupid. I do. I do. <laughs> They're stupid. I so is a squirrel, that... and go try to catch a squirrel. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're dumb, but you scare a squirrel, and it takes off. You're not getting that squirrel. So it's the same Jeff, I think I asked. I think I asked you this question whenever you were on our podcast about trying to catch the same bass twice. Have you yeah. ever caught the same bass twice? Yeah, I mean, when they're spawning, yeah, you can do that pretty easily. But only but, when they're spawning. Because they're yeah, protecting. And you can still do that back to back days or even a couple days apart. You can you can do that. I've done that. Um, but yeah, I mean bass are dumb too. They just seem to be a little harder to find or pattern than than some other fish. Yeah, and, and there it, there's the big difference is you see a bass on a bed, that bass is going to stay there on the bed. And I'm I'm strictly talking about sight casting because that's what we like to do the most. You see a bass on a bed, you can flip it in front of them, you can drag it in front of them. 10 times and they won't budge they won't move you pull up on a redfish and you throw at it twice and it doesn't hit that some bitch is gone like and you're not you're not gonna find him again because he he's he's got you better go around to another cove and you know go go look for something uh different it's it's more of stalking sometimes with redfish than it is fishing uh to That's me why a lot of guys call themselves redfish hunters yeah, yeah, they say they're they're a hunter instead. I guess well, if a it, redfish got really really pissed off, it could swim from Texas to North Carolina. I mean, you know, bass are la- bass are landlocked. You know what I'm saying? Landlocked. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's really funny to watch them do this because when they take off and there's this massive headweight behind them, it's like, buddy, where are you going, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just no no end. He's just gone, man. <laughs> Well, if it, if you have to stalk a redfish to to catch them, I'm fucking out. I am I am loud. I got I'm beating and banging. Um, I I talk to myself loudly. I'm self deprecating. You know, I started recording all this shit now too. Like, if you have to be quiet and stealthy, I I'm the I'm the metal John boat of of kayak fishing. 
No, well, man. Look, I, I'm, I'm a I am not a saltwater guy, but we do the southern people trek to the beach once a year, you know, like people do. Um, and I just bring Zara spooks and swim baits, and we catch them, man. I mean, it's like bass fishing. To, it's like bass fishing yeah, to me. It it is, and that's what I was gonna say. Now, if you're going sight casting, meaning you are just drifting down a shoreline, you're looking for tails, you're looking for a little bit of wake. You're standing up on the seat of your kayak. You're you're physically looking to see the fish before you toss in front of it. That's one thing. Setting up, anchoring down in front of a drain as the tide is coming out and just chunking in that drain your over favorite and over kind of and fishing, over. Hundred. That is just no. I've been <laughs> I've been doing a lot more sight casting, but just throwing in a drain over and over and over. That's a completely different type of red fishing or throwing a popping cork on a shoreline that's a completely different type of, of red fishing but uh, i don't think anything beats sight casting red fish from a skiff or from a kayak i'm colorblind so i can't sight fish shit like dead fishing for me i i can't it's okay like, man I, it I looks like see. a brown stick under the water in fact drew was like yeah. drew, drew was like is that's that fish? About no that. that's a stick no i'm pretty sure it's fish no that's a stick I'm gonna cast at that stick. You cast at that stick. I caught that fucking stick. <laughs> it was a redfish. And fish. it swam. Wasn't no damn stick. It was a redfish. All right, tell me what the hell a popping cork is because I got. I hear y'all talk about this shit all the time. I got originally a, a crappie rig. So it ain't it ain't a top water bait that pops. Well, no, it's not originally a crappie rig. So most most good <laughs> popping corks are. Probably about four inches. Uh, they're about four inches tall. Of course, it's a float. It's a cork. Uh, it's got a weight at the bottom of it, and then the top has a cup in it. Um, now, you have a titanium or a stainless steel wire or some type of cable that goes through the cork, and then on the bottom of that, you tie on a leader. Um, depending on what depth you're fishing, if you're fishing in a foot of water, you know your leader's only going to be six inches long, and... You can put an 18-inch leader, and then on the end of that leader, you put a jig head and some sort of soft plastic. Now, whenever you pop this popping cork, your line is attached to the top of the cork, and then whenever you pull it, that cupped portion of that cork will make a huge chugging and like a splash. The redfish... Think of that as another feeding fish and that there's bait in the water and they will come towards it and hopefully they see your soft plastic that is dangling in the water hanging down from that cork. Now, they will come up and crush your cork sometimes. Yeah. They'll, they'll come up and just demolish the cork. They're greedy, greedy, greedy fish. They sound vicious. Yes, but a lot of the times, I mean, you're just popping your cork. As soon as you pop it, Two seconds later, your cork goes under because something came and grabbed that soft plastic that's floating from that popping cork. Hmm. Why wouldn't you just throw a big pop R or a big chug? Yeah. That too, man. Hey, so so a lot of times in saltwater, what we have to fight and battle constantly is um, grass, right? Seagrass. Uh, okay. Yep. Um, and you know, the pop R is, uh, is, has got a treble on it. Right. So, um, there are times where you need to get that lure down below the grass or, and I'm going to go ahead and let this secret out because this is on a freshwater podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
You worked at Poppin' Cork. Do you know what cord grass is? Uh-uh. Okay, so um, think of the the bank of your of your water um, is is up against land, but in in salt water, you've got a portion of that bank that's probably um, six to eighteen inches of just real dense grass called cord grass, and it's called cord grass because it looks like straight cords that just come up out of the water, right? It's real thick, real <clears throat> dense, and inside that grass, redfish kind of push themselves in and around that grass and they wait for shit to float by and then they'll just jump out and attack it. Right. Yeah. So if you work that popping cork parallel with the shoreline, that pop R think about how hard it would be to keep that damn thing working just right there. Keep it straight, straight on the shoreline. But that mm. popping cork, what you can do is you can set it up. And plus, you know, that fish isn't sitting right there on the top. You want to put that that lure six to eight inches down so that whenever it passes right by it, it's going to pass right by its face. <clears throat> and you're popping that cork and you're able to manipulate it a lot easier than that pop bar or um, any type of, you know, top water popper. Mm. Yeah. Paul, what I'm hearing is I'm going to take that popping cork to Toledo Bend and run some grass. Hey, some guys have tried it, man. And it's I, I'm work. trying. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's um. Uh, like you'll Chris, find some YouTube videos on it. Yeah, of of guys using it, but like Chris was saying, the grass that we're fishing is a foot and a half, two foot above the water. Also, so you you can't get anything through it, um, and you want to be as close to it as possible so that popping cork allows you to pop it away from the grass, let the wind drift it back in right on the edge, pop it away back and forth and, and you can work it very very close to the shoreline in into the actual grass without getting caught up on anything yeah so jeff how do we this is how we cover water pip, pitching and flipping like instead of i mean you cover a whole damn grass line before you ever pitch it into with this thing right it's a wild uh wild combination of a couple techniques we would use i'd say you know what I mean? <laughs> well it also sounds like a fucking math problem to put this thing together so <laughs> i've actually tried to throw one when we've gone down on our little trips and i get frustrated and just put it away <laughs> where and, do you uh, go jeff i wonder where do you go Red i Day? go down to alabama typically okay. the redneck riviera down there the orange beach pensacola orange beach well, i did a lot the, of growing up there yeah, that, that bridge down there was legendary for catching redfish. The uh, What's that called? Three Mile Bridge or whatever. Um, it crosses over Pensacola. Got blown out with the hurricane, but uh, you go into there with the traffic lights, those spooks, swim baits, whopper ploppers, whatever, catch them. I mean, it's, it's one of the most effective, if not the most effective, tournament redfish technique. I wouldn't period. say that. I think it is the... It's what everybody puts in their back pocket for later. If anything else isn't working, <laughs> yeah. If anything else isn't working, they pull out the popping cork. So yeah. I see them, it, boys. I catch myself watching those tournaments on Saturday morning television. I see them popping corks flying around. Yeah, they, yeah, they do throw them. So what is the what is the tool in a, a freshwater bass fisherman's tackle box? Like if not, nothing else is working, like all your favorite shit ain't working that day. Well, I know I can get it done with this. Yeah. Ned rig or Ned rig over the last probably what three or four years, Jeff. I ain't and then a jig. I, I I've thrown a Ned rig and I hate that some bitch. I I I would I'd rather not catch fish. Yeah, it's tough, man. I'm trying to get better and more and use that thing. Just it gets hung up so much. 
Yeah. And you catch so many small fish, it just pisses me yeah. off. But because it's, it's awesome. on the bottom, right? Yeah, and it's little. It's little. It's, you know, it's yeah, like this. Like two inches. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, effective. A jig, Can't argue with it. Yeah. It's effective. Yeah. It gets bites. A, a, a jig, a jig would be like in a, let's say a tournament scenario, right? A jig would, would would be what a lot of people go to because you're not necessarily going to get a lot of bites, but the bites you get are typically going to be better fish. But yeah. Jeff, how, what's what's won the most money in the kayak bass fishing world over the last three years, Jeff? Well, you would think people people say chatterbait all the time, chatterbait, 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 jackhammer. Uh, I don't know if I believe everybody, to be honest. <laughs> So we I mean, it works. The we jack works. throw that jackhammer though. The yeah, jackhammer I mean, made a huge impact on the saltwater scene, and yeah. everybody says it catches fish, but I've never heard a single tournament angler say they caught their fish on a jackhammer. But most tournament anglers ain't gonna tell you what they catching them on in the tournament mm. anyway. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you're right. What'd you catch them on? Man, a black and blue spinner bait with a Colorado blade, dude. There was no wind. It was sunny as hell. How did you do that? You know, I mean, that's why I don't believe them, Paul. Everybody says it. Everybody says it. Why would they all say it? Jackhammer. I mean, it works. It's. I just tell people the truth. I'm not good enough to lie to you. (laughs) Exactly. I just tell them what I was fishing with. I'm like, here's what I was using. I'm not too. I'm not witty enough to come up with something, you know, good on the whim like that. They like put you on the podium and they ask you what you catch them on. I'm like, fuck Berkeley. So, so back, back to the paddlers playbook podcast it, to where you are now. So you, you got it. Uh, you, you want it to be organic. You didn't want it to, to be scripted. You just, you want to have those conversations. Right. And so well, y'all go ahead. I was going to say the first few episodes were very scripted. Me and Chris are both it's planners. It's hard to go back and listen to those. Yeah, we're planners. So the, the the reason I knew that me and Chris would work, so I think we've talked about this on the show before. I used to DJ weddings uh, and events and parties and stuff like that, and Chris still DJs weddings and events and parties and stuff. Mm. So I was like, okay, we can be on the mic. We can entertain. It's, it's not going to bother us. We can ask questions and stuff. And then I both knew that we were kind of – anal about planning stuff and making sure we had some details down and we both had a a decent network of of people that we could get on the show um so i knew it was gonna work from that aspect but if you go back and listen to i'd say the first at least the first at least first three the first three episodes (laughs) are tough to listen to because they're very like our first fifteen minutes so, were scripted Drew, on everyone. How everybody. was it whenever you went fishing <laughs> on yeah. Friday evening at nine p.m.? They're bad. But then when we, because uh, I think we did the first three, the first two were just me and him, and then I can't remember who we brought on. And I think the fourth one maybe we had on one of our friends Rico, and then it got into really organic talk, and it was just to the point now where. I'll make, depending on who the guest is, but usually I'll make a rough outline and it will be like four or five talking points and maybe one or two sub points. And that's all that's on there for a two hour conversation. And then we just let the conversation go from there um, 
as far as what we're going to talk about. It's very, very minimalist as far as, I mean, we have an idea of what we're going to ask them, but it's only four main topics that we want to cover. I got to drop mm-hmm. a truth bomb here, man. Um, the truth is Chris is not fucking organized whatsoever. In fact, this is like a Laverne and Shirley moment that's going on here. Um, I, You're not organized, but you like to plan stuff. Well, you're, sure, sure. You're a yeah, planner. I, I can, I can plan, but I like to plan shit on the whim, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm like, damn, I got six hours available of, you know, to myself. I can plan something out in six hours and have a blast. But, um, yeah, Drew really does handle the, you know, the calendar of events, putting things together as far as who's going to talk on the shows. Um, I've, I've thrown in some, some people here and there. In fact, Paul, you and I were, were the ones that have discussed uh, getting this thing together. Um, some of my connections in Florida we've had on the show uh, just to kind of spice things up a little bit. I'm definitely not in the know whenever it comes to folks in the bass world. Dude, I just don't social media enough. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, well, look, man, you you got you got a bunch of professionals in the bass world. I'll tell you that right now. Everybody's a professional. Especially since anybody can put up a YouTube video on how to tie a Texas rig. <clears throat> now, why is it called a Texas rig? Is it from I, Texas? Somebody I, down there, I, I right? Somebody so. down there, yeah. Somebody had to have done it. It's, it's like it's we got the Carolina rig. Right then. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got the Carolina rig. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't Ned, know. The There's Ned two rig. Carolinas. There's a guy named Ned. Yeah, yeah. It was, so, that, yeah. That's the truth. The damn guy named Ned. What? It, what is? What me in Arkansas? Yeah, that was a Nebraska guy. Okay. Yeah. We've Co-angry. actually got some saltwater neds that are about to hit the scene pretty soon. Oh, can Don't we worry. talk about that yet? Some damn things. I don't think we can talk about it yet because they haven't. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for them. I'm ain't, waiting for them. Ain't, ain't none of y'all's. Well, I guess y'all's listeners are going to be listening to this. Oh no, <laughs> these are these are going to be for the bass world too. Yeah, oh, they yeah. are going to be for the bass world because this dude, this dude is mm-hmm. a is just a monster at creating lures. And when you put them in your hand, you're going to, each one feels custom. Each one feels custom made. Uh-huh. Um, but you, I mean, you can buy them just like you do buy, you know, a pack of, uh, you know, jelly worms and they're going to be just badass, man. We'll talk I, about yeah. it Wait after a minute. this is over. We'll y'all talk know about what, it after <laughs> this is over. I'll y'all let y'all know. Y'all are talking about a Ned rig, right? Because it's just like a little nub. How could it be badass? Just wait. It's not going to be just so a it's little a, nub. It's a little nub, right? It's a, <laughs> it's I mean, how do you make that? It's like the most spectacular nub you've ever seen in your life. It's gonna, well, it's gonna it's gonna be a nub with features. Just think, yeah, just think a of it as a, features. a Ned Rig creature bait. That's okay. how I got my wife. Baby, my nub got features. <laughs> special. It was special. <laughs> hey, baby, you ever seen a Ned like this? <laughs> Oh, wow! It's just Christ. another nub, nah, honey. Mine's got features. Mine's got features. It's features. This ain't no cut down cinco. This is poured <laughs> special. Okay. Anyway, I, look. This is look. This is how bass and brews goes. This, okay. this is how it goes. There's no I telling thought, what's coming next, especially. I with could have sworn these two legit Ned rigs um, were a product of the fly world no 
no idea. I don't know why I thought that. It's, there was a dude that was a co-angler that kept getting his ass whooped by the, his boater in, in bass boat tournaments. He like fishing the opens and stuff. You have to fish in the back of the boat. And he figured out this little deal that he could just drag behind the boat and get bites. And that was the Ned rig. Oh, wow. Mr. Ned from Nebraska. Yep, yep. I've caught some yep. pike off of Ned Rig. Yeah. But, Bo, you you in the south, it's called fucking jackfish. I was in Maine. I caught pike oh, in Maine. So they were well, fucking pike, to... buddy. No, that's jackfish. I don't care. Pike, pickerel, I don't, they all anytime, anytime people don't know what the hell it is, they're like, that's a jackfish. How many <laughs> different species of jackfish do we have? Uh, oh, I fish for Carolina, bass. So. Yeah, man, I fish for bass. So a pickerel. A gar, a pike, a musky. It's all the same nonsense to me, man. I don't know about you. If I can't lip it, if I can't lip it, it's a jackfish because it's got sharp teeth. Yeah. Hey, they hey. I caught I caught a jackfish in Maine then. All I right. caught some smallmouth bass too. That was my first I, on a Ned rig. On a Ned rig. Mm-hmm. They got killer. Oh, well, my got in, in there. Gobies? Yeah, like up in Michigan and areas, gobies a little damn. It is some kind of little fish that the, they're a fantastic bass bait. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know that's what the I'll net imitates sure. up there. Yeah. Hey, let me ask y'all this question, if I if I may. Do either one of y'all paddle anymore? Yeah, uh, I do. You do? We both. Yeah, yeah. we both. We do. both I, do. I, in fact, I just bought um, I bought a tarpon one sixty T one sixty I. That has never been in the water. I promise you. I look at it and I'm like, this thing has nearly a single scratch, and I can't wait to go paddle it. But I also have um, a Trident, Ocean Kayak Trident that I paddle. I've got. That's cool, man. Uh-huh. I, I know the bass boat guys. Once they put the paddle down, they never seem to go back. They're done with it. But well, I, see I also the, have the, three outbacks. Yeah, I'm just saying they <laughs> don't. They don't do both. Time. You know, what I mean, they don't do both. But I see the salt guys. They they either use both or still paddle all the time. They, they don't they don't get away from it and just go strictly pedal. It's it's more stealthy. Um, yeah. So I have a PA and I have a native ultimate. And if the if if it's going to be glass out there, uh, I'm going to take the native ultimate um, because I can sneak up on a fish a lot easier than I can in the PA. Um, and it sits up a little bit higher. So even if there's a little bit of wind, it catches the wind more. So it'll push me off my drift or it'll push me from where I want to paddle around. So if I'm going, uh, you know, a decent distance, I'm taking the PA. But if if I have to choose and the conditions are, you know, money. I was going to say, if you have to expend a, effort. Yeah, it's a two or two two mile paddle. I'm taking the I'm taking the native just because I'm more comfortable with with it and I yeah. actually enjoy paddling. So I'm doing a 20 mile day. I'm definitely in the outback, but I have done some 20 mile days paddling. Um, and it sucks. I don't. No, what, actually, I don't actually, care what the fuck Chris says. Fucking fantastic, <laughs> man. I I actually love those 20 mile days paddling. There, I mean, you drain that battery all the way down. You get beat to hell. Go home, sleep like a freaking baby. Wake up the next day completely refreshed. Dude, I yeah. can I can eat a double meat water burger and sleep like a baby. I don't need to fucking <laughs> paddle that far. <laughs> <laughs> when you get home, you get home, you, you walk in the door like this. 
your shoulders hands, all damn tore up. Your hands are cramping around the steering wheel as you're driving home. Oh, I, yeah, I I've have been that. there many times. You gotta pry your damn fingers you're, off no, you're, the steering wheel. And you you finally get to the Whataburger to go ahead and make that order, and you stick your hand out the window to get your bag, and it's like. Yeah. It's like, like I, hold on, let me get my good hand. I really should be drinking a Powerade, but I need some caffeine, <laughs> so give me that Dr. Pepper. I'm going to dehydrate myself some more. God, that's, long drive home. That's crazy. That's a lot of miles. So on a tournament day for me, like I'll I'll be somewhere between 12 and 14 miles, and I got a PA pedaling. I don't have a motor. And I like, holy shit, y'all sitting here talking about 20 miles Adeline? Don't y'all. That's Chris. That ain't me. That's Chris. But there's a lot of the people like me that will you? do it. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot, man. dude. That is. There's there's the a tides. couple lakes. There's a couple yeah. lakes that there's no way you're going to get to them, except for ten miles one way to six, get there. Six to eight mile day is like my maximum enjoyment for paddling. <laughs> if it's any more than that, it's like. Have you been to no. any rigs, Drew? Yeah. Which ones? Corpus, Freeport. Name the rig, ding dong. Freeport, the five-mile rig. Okay, five-mile rig at Freeport. So that's right there already, 10 miles, man. Plus you have all the pedaling you had to do to sit your ass out there. I'm aware. And so I said enjoyable. Mile day. <laughs> I said enjoyable. <laughs> On the way in, life, the way out there, life is good. The way back, life sucks. Yeah. Especially if that current turns on you. Life, life is a pain in the ass coming back in. How the hell do y'all not, do the waves not knock your shit over? They do. Ask Chris. <laughs> well, that, that's because I was that in dirty a Jackson. Pelican, that dirty Pelican he was talking about. He got, he got flipped that day. That's because I was in a Jackson in. Cuda thinking I could surf it. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. Yeah, man, it took a nosedive. I got a video of it. I'll have to send it to you. And it, I ate shit, man. Plus that it it wasn't it wasn't very smart for me to put a case of beer in the hole. <laughs> well, and and there's there's a technique there's a technique to it called the Paris Hilton, and where the name Paris Hilton comes from, I have no idea. But it because you're getting it out, from behind, man. It started out on the TKF forum. So if if the waves are above, I'd say two foot, like two foot waves max, foot and a half. Which is that's a pretty tall wave when you're actually really looking at it. So in a kayak, whenever, yeah. Whenever the waves, whenever you get to the breakers where they're breaking on the sandbars, you actually turn your kayak backwards. So you face the nose into the wave, and what you do is the wave comes. Slightly paddle into it. Paddle into it and get yourself straight, and then when that wave comes, it'll push you back. And then you'll end up going up over the wave, and then you straighten yourself back up, and then the next one comes. Because it's much easier to control yourself if you're dead straight in the wave. Because if you try to surf the wave in, you're going to get sideways a lot of the time if you don't sit there and practice it. To yeah, ride surf, the waves surfing in. those waves in a sit-on-top kayak takes some skill. And takes you have to have the practice, right type of kayak. And to do it takes it. the right type of kayak. The the Rocker on a kayak is really important. You're not going to do it in a Hobie. You're not going to surf a Hobie. I don't care how skilled you are. So I took uh, three years ago, I've got a kayak. It's, it's, it's shaped kind of like a wilderness, but it's a Walmart kayak. Anyway, I took it to the beach, and I spent a week 
surfing waves in on this kayak, a sit on top kayak. I'd show it to you, but I'd knock all this. Is it like 10 or 12 foot long? It's a 12 foot long. 12 foot are a lot easier to surf than than 14 or. I was surfing waves with people out there paddleboarding and shit, but the hatches leak to fill up with water. And I'd get out there and I'd keep flipping over, you know, couldn't get back in. But yep. um, yeah, but, but so you I, got you the, know. The, the Paris Hilton technique where you come in backwards <laughs> and then you got the Snooky technique. There's another technique oh, out there. For, yeah. The Snooky technique is when you bail because you don't want to hit that. <laughs> you just jump off. You just jump the Hold on off. to the back of the kayak <laughs> and hope none of your shit gets dunked. <laughs> So is this why y'all don't take a bunch of shit out when y'all go fishing? Is is because you get the chances of losing it are oh, higher? Oh wait, who's he talking to? Not man? not because bay fishing. Plenty yeah, of shit. not 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 in the bay. I mean, we're strictly talking offshore, uh, launching from the beach. Whenever we're talking about all the waves and everything, yeah. But inshore fishing in the bays and everything, nah. You're we're taking. Chris is taking a whole lot of stuff. I've dialed down my my tackle boxes. If and I'm stuff tournament, if now. it's on tournament day, I, you better believe it. I've got everything in my kayak, mm-hmm. everything I could possibly want or need. I know a lot of guys that are like, "Oh man, I just go out there with one bag of soft plastics, a top water, and a popping cork, and I go ahead and take my check." And I'm like, "Bullshit! They're lying. <laughs> You're lying, man. You know you've got, it. and I've got five, at least five rods, and." I know that's a that's a lot for you bass guys. Um, <laughs> that's just their worm rods. That's yeah. rookie numbers, son. Yeah. Yeah. they got rods with jackhammers on them. That's that's, yeah. that's literally yeah. that's literally like the max I'll carry is five rods. I got one with a top water, one with a soft plastic, one with a popping cork for sure. And then I probably got some sort of badass crankbait tied on. Um, mm. And then um, I might have. Let's see. I'm trying to think what else I might have tied on. I know pop and cork. Something small to sight cast. Well, yeah, I might. I usually have two different uh, plastics tied on. One of them is going to be a sight casting plastic, and then the other one's going to be something that, like a swim bait. Yeah, I'll have a bugs. Down. I'll have a bugs on my other one. I have a hard time throwing bugs, man. They're so light. But <clears throat> the hell's a bug? It's a it's a lure that is a like a creature bait, okay, of type of sorts, but it's literally tied like a fly. So it's it's built with feathers and hide mm. and um rather than plastic, rather than vulcanized rubber. Yeah, but it's tied onto a eighth ounce, sixteen ounce, quarter ounce jig head. So instead of just being tied onto a hook, it's tied onto a jig head. So I, need, I yeah, yeah. I need to go buy some saltwater shit and see if I can't catch some bass with it over here in the lakes because it's a whole. Sure. I mean, it does the it'll same thing. Different. different. Yeah, I mean, it'll be something different if you have that bass that's seen every other jackhammer in the world. Throw some, throw a saltwater rig at it, see what happens. Paul, I know, I know for a fact there's a few guys that use saltwater swim baits and different things as trailers that nobody else is using. Mm-hmm. out there on the kayak circuit for sure as a trailer <clears throat> yeah they're putting you know some saltwater swim bait on their jackhammer or on the back of a spinnerbait okay. or whatever okay so that's like a technique that we use down here where we tie we take the hooks off of a topwater and use that behind it we'll put a soft soft uh plastic on the jig head 
So alley oop. We shake and bake, baby. Shake you know what, you know what I think, Paul? I think I think the bake companies figured out they had to make it different so we'd buy a different <laughs> shit, but it all probably would work. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would yeah. all probably work. But they're they had all to make, trying to eat fish. That's it. They gotta look like fish. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well well shit, sometimes shit don't even look like no fish. Yeah. That's I true. mean I mean, what? So tell me this. Y'all's creature a, baits, baits look like nothing. I, I'm like, what the? Fuck? That's a crawdad, man. Down there. <laughs> that ain't no crawdad. I've seen a lot of crawdads. No I done crawdad. ate a lot of crawfish, and ain't none of them ever looked like no bug. Mm-mm, not a single what, one. What the hell's up with the, the pink little strips of gulp shit? Like, how the hell is that catch fish? Oh, he's talking about fish bites. Fish bites, <clears> man. Fish, fish bites. bites. Yeah, fish bites is, fish? it's a synthetic, but it's, um, man. It puts, I, it puts off an oil. I mean, it puts yeah. off an oil. It puts off a scent. It's it's the same thing as if you have a dead, dead shrimp on there. You got dead mullet. I mean, the fish don't think that those, you know, dead shrimp are swimming around. They're, they're smelling it and. A lot of people use it to tip their jigs, man. Yeah, and they're they're just going to eat that. A lot of tournament guys use it to tip their jigs, and I'm like, "Mm, man. I'll tell you the wildest thing I've seen these salt guys do, Paul, is I was down there uh, last year, and they're cutting the pieces of the – Redfish butts? The uh, (laughs) Yeah. The sunglass things that you put your sunglasses on with. Yeah. Cutting little pieces of those off and running them through a piece of line with a treble hook behind them. And a little oh, cork yeah. in front and catching Spanish, just boom, 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 popping that like a topwater. With some pieces of sunglass uh, holders. Them Spanish mackerel will eat anything that's flashing. When they're when they're in a feeding <laughs> frenzy, yeah. You can you throw can, a bear hook. Yeah. <laughs> if, so it's, Jeff, if it's I'll... shiny enough, they'll hit it. And and Jeff, there are like the king mackerel and stuff, if you're fishing offshore, you do not want to use uh, shiny swivels, even something as small as a swivel, when you're making rigs, because they'll come and hit the swivel yeah, come and eat because, it's, it. because it's shiny, and they'll cut it completely off. They are ruthless. Hey, back to that fish bites thing. Drew, you know why I've never bought that stuff? Not because I feel like it's kind of cheating, but <laughs> I can't I feel like I won't be able to resist taking a bite out of it, because it looks like that, yeah, that bubble will. gum it looks yeah. like that bubble gum from yeah. a roll. Fucking you know? candy. Yeah. It looks, yeah. Just wait till it gets wet and you got to take that shit off your hook. <laughs> that is the slimiest, nastiest. <laughs> I've never used it, man. Yeah. It is horrible. Does it get all over your hands and your shit be stuck? Oh, yeah. It gets on your pants and Tide can't get that shit out. Like, it, it's <laughs> disgusting. Uh-huh. I don't know what it's made out of. But so, Jeff, synthetic. what it sounds like. What it sounds like to me is is the saltwater anglers are the rednecks of fish, the true rednecks of fishing. They just be taking whatever they got in their pockets and around their necks, throwing some hooks on it somehow. Like they, these are you need to send are, them some Captain Phil videos. Yeah, I've I've been on the KBN site, and I don't know if the I don't know if we're the rednecks. I've I've seen some pictures on there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the salt yeah. guys are the real redneck rednecks. I tell you something else. I see funny down there is these cats that are on the pier illegally with fishing line wrapped around a Bud Light can and <laughs> running down there. Y'all do some stuff. 
They uh, changed the that's subject. Everywhere, you see man. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I got a cu- I don't know how long you plan on doing this, Paul, but I got a couple questions I had queued up for these guys. Dude, look, this, this is, is Bass and Brews. We go until people like, I got to go. This is where right. the trap starts, Chris. You're right. Right. Yeah, this is the <laughs> trap. Is. Paul didn't know well, about this one. Well, hey, I, I don't, but let me tell you something. I did forget to mention this in the pre-show. If you got to pee, don't sit there and hurt yourself. Just say, I got to go pee and go pee. I got so, a Gatorade bottle over here. I don't get up, buddy. That works. That works. Haul. I drink a lot of water. So, all right, Jeff, <laughs> let, I, I'm excited to see where this is going. Yeah, I've actually got a couple questions. I've been writing them on my notebook, which is a napkin that I have sitting right here. <laughs> But uh, where some of the best engineering takes place, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't know which one I want to hit y'all with first. We'll go with the hard one first. So I saw the post. I think Drew made it, but it's something that that I saw make the rounds in the bass fishing world too. And that is what happened with ACK. Uh, mm-hmm. The first kayaks I ever owned. I didn't know anything about kayak fishing. Found their website. Ordered a couple wilderness systems off ACK back in 2011, um, and it was a shock to me. Number one, to see the cat's trail close down, but then to see ACK get bought out or closed down or whatever whatever happened there. Uh, and it seemed like Drew, maybe both of y'all, had an inside kind of some knowledge of what happened there. You guys want to expand on that or talk about that at all? Maybe you already have on your podcast. I don't know. Drew, I don't think there's anything holding us back from being able to talk about it, right? No, there's nothing holding us back. We can talk about it completely. Um, so everything that, that we know, you know, camping outdoor or camping world was the – umbrella top company who ended up purchasing um ack um, well they purchased or, uh, sorry they they purchased summit sports Summit sports yeah. so they completely purchased summit sports which owns ack um and they just completely dissolved away the company um they did not take on any of the debts that ack May or may not have had. They told everybody, go fuck yourself. Yeah, they fired everybody. Um, They've taken a few products, and they've taken over the warehouse, and that is basically all they took. Um, And the name. They took the name ACK, so no one else could have the ACK name. Wow. Just yep. just like a thief Damn. in the night? Just come in and shut it down? Just, well, this guy has, quickly. This guy has a... a um, He's known for doing this. Okay. okay. His name is Marcus Lemonis. He is the CEO of Camping World. He did they the did Gander the same Mountain. thing to Gander Mountain, too. Um, corporate oh. Raiders. Yep. Corporate Raiders is what they are. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, what's crazy is the guy is 100% hypocritical because he's talking about, you know, he's always talking about how he wants to grow, um, you know, small business. ACK was not a big business. ACK was small business, man. They had 46 employees. Mm. You know, to walk in there and shut the doors on 46 employees, people that were feeding their families, that was their line of, of income. And and just honestly, he tried to hire a few of them back. For a for, temp agency. Yeah, through a temp agency at like $10 an hour. To help to, them load up the equipment and stuff. To help them load up their their mm-hmm. load up your life <laughs> into this truck so I can take it away from you. Yeah. And they were only given two days notice. That's the really shitty thing. Ooh. Wow. Two yeah. days. Like, Damn. hey, hey, uh guys, you're no longer gonna mm. be employed in two days. And the the guys at the store are really the ones that I feel for. 
I mean, I know some of, some of the higher ups there that we know, marketer, general manager, and things like that. They're going to land on their feet. But right, those store right. associates, man, those are the ones that I really feel for. The ones that were, you know, especially the ones that, you when that, you went in. That the uh, there's a lot of them that you know when they cut, they bled outdoors. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Andy Bolin, for instance. That dude, I mean, he he lived a life of kayaking, fishing, and outdoors, Um, just like a lot of us do. But, I mean, some of us have careers that we've built alongside with our outdoors career. So, what I guess I don't understand the reason for that. I mean, it didn't like they were buying Bass Pro and taking the credit card profits and doing it. I mean, they're buying a, you know, 50-man operation that obviously turned over a lot of kayaks and other outdoor This is how I put it to my wife. I have a car. Okay. I bought this car brand new. I spent $50,000 on it and I used the shit out of it. Now it's got 200,000 miles on it and I don't feel like it's worth a penny, but I can sell it to this guy for 500 bucks. And this guy sees $2,000 worth of value in that car because he can take it apart and sell its bits and pieces. And that's exactly what this fellow did was he just took all the parts and and he's liquidated it. Right. So he, he didn't buy a business. He bought, he bought the he bought, name. Yeah. He wasn't worried right. about the cash flow. He was just trying to flip yeah. a quick profit on right. the pieces. On, on yeah, yeah, the pieces, yeah. The, the stock that they had, and he bought the name so nobody else can use it. What's crazy though is ACK. Being the, like you said, Jeff, you know, that when you first started kayaking, you like bought these kayaks straight off the internet because you went onto the internet, did some research, and here comes Austin Canoe and Kayak is like the number one search site, Google or whatever. An algorithm brought you to that site. During the height of COVID, when COVID, everybody got locked down, they were considered an essential part of of the economy. Mm -hmm. And they had they were able to stay open and still sell their product. They sold out of freaking everything, bro. Everything. So those leeches, the corporate leeches, saw that opportunity and started just sucking up all that money that they were generating and not paying all the people that they owed on the ACK side. Mm-hmm. So it made matters even worse. Whenever they got sold, um, they had a shitload of debt. Wow. Mm. Terrible, man. Well, that's terrible for the people that work there. Terrible for the people that, you know, were, were loyal to that business as customers. Uh, just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With all that being said, though, uh, wait for the next few episodes of Paddler's Playbook and see who is going to come aboard as the new title sponsor. And, uh, oh. We got some big, big news oh, probably coming in the next few weeks. Hey, right. you can break it to you can break it tonight on on Bass and Brews if you if <laughs> we, ready. We we're can't, still we're still yeah, we closing that we're contract. still negotiating and stuff, so we can't yet, but we will be uh, here very soon. Damn, yeah. Jeff, we should have sent them some some uh, some Western Sun vodka. I know. We might uh, have got it out of. Them hey, send me some of that watermelon, and I will drink <laughs> it, buddy. Actually, actually, Drew is looking for an alcohol sponsor for the show. Yeah, Dude, Drew and I have been trading some DMs lately about all we that. We have, we have. You guys have been talking shit about us and me and jeff have been talking about y'all so well hope i ain't been talking shit about nobody well you're talking to chris so you're associated <laughs> <laughs> I, I i've joined that realm 
That's it. What, what yeah. else you right. got for us, Mr. So Jeff, Mr. what was the other Jeff. one, dog? Oh, well, the other one's a little easier, which is, you know, we're all podcasters here uh, doing our thing, talking about the sport we love uh, from different points of view and stuff. But um, where do y'all see it going in the future? Because it seems like it's almost like YouTube, YouTube was back in the day. Everybody started a YouTube channel. Nobody stuck with it. So there's people popping up with podcasts right and left anymore. Everybody's got a podcast about something. But, you know, are you going to be in, the, in for the long game and, and stick with it? Uh, and stick around. So, you know, you guys have been in it a while. Uh, Ryan and I have been doing it a while. How many do you see hanging on? Or is it just going to be one of those things where a few hang on and you just keep seeing people come and go? There are some really horrible podcasts out there, by yeah. the way. We listen to a lot of them. And the reason why we listen to a lot of them is because we want to go ahead and gauge ourselves, right? We want to go ahead and gauge, you know. The, and and we're not listed at the top, guys. We're We're like... If you go do a search on top kayak fishing podcast, we're probably like barely making the top 20. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know why that algorithm I is. I don't know how they get their numbers. I don't, know I, don't how even how you, I don't even know how to search for that. So you'll have to but, tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Just search I mean, top fish, kayak fishing podcast and see what goes well, that's, Let that's, me throw some numbers at you that, that Drew dropped on me the other day that really floored me. We had... 2,000 downloads in three days. Yeah, we had a really good three days. Really <laughs> good, we had a really good three days. But though. we're surfing right around 5,000 a month. Yeah. There's not a lot of podcasts out there that have 5,000 downloads a month. Well, in the niche that we're in. in, the yeah. in we're especially in the niche that we're in, yeah. No, oh, yeah. there's forget. guys out there that get hundred thousand downloads. I mean, yeah, pe- yeah, people forget that we're the we're a niche of a niche of a niche. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know we're we're down the rung a little bit, uh, and and that's why I like you know I pat ourselves on the back, I pat y'all on the back. Anybody that does a podcast because really we're the mouthpiece for the sport. There's no there's kayak fishing isn't going to be on Sports Center or on ESPN six or anything like that. The uh, Ocho, the Ocho, we we're the ones out there spreading the word, spreading the gospel of kayak fishing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hats off to you guys and to everybody doing it uh, and doing it the right way and sticking to it. I, I think more people will get into it, but th- me and Chris honestly started our show as a creative outlet, as a way just to BS. To, because we suck at YouTube. Yeah, we suck at YouTube. <laughs> we suck at social media. <laughs> Yeah, everything we suck I'm constantly shut, shutting down my Facebook saying this crap. And, and I think everybody wants to as they get a little older, they want to have a hobby of something that they can create, something that they can put out whether it's cooking or you know, I do rod building or making baits mm. or you know, there's all kinds of different stuff and this was going to be our creative avenue. This is how we were going to put something forth to everybody else. And I think as long as that is why you're doing it, that's why you're, you have a podcast for you. Um, You don't have a podcast for everybody else. Now, of course you want to consider what your listeners want to hear when formulating your podcast, but you want to do the podcast for you. And I caught myself, um, me and my son do a podcast. He's uh, 12 
and we do a wrestling podcast because he loves wrestling, just just <laughs> loves it. Now, of course, for his, you know, we may have eight people on the on the Facebook Live commenting in, and when we put a Spotify, like thirty downloads is like a lot of downloads, <laughs> and I caught myself because. I can get caught up in the numbers sometimes because I also deal with our sponsors. So I want to I wanna keep our sponsors happy because, like I said at the very beginning of the show, I really do like free stuff. Um, that's why I want to keep our sponsors happy. But I was talking to him, and he wanted to do this, like, hour-long match. And I'm like, son, we lose 90% of our eight listeners <laughs> after, like, 30 minutes of the show. <laughs> And I was like, do we really need to do a really long episode? And he stopped me and he goes, dad. I said, yeah. He goes, but do you think we'll enjoy the match? And I said, yes. And he said, do you think we'll have fun doing it? And I said, you are completely right, son. We're going to, we're going to do that. But, and he had to kind of put me in check because, you know, I do it for him but he's doing it for the right reasons. He's doing it as his as his creative outlet. He doesn't care how many people are listening or watching. And I think if you can do a podcast as your way of, you know, just sharing yourself and sharing your knowledge with other people, you'll be successful in it and you'll keep doing it. And the key to a successful podcast is getting past that 10 episodes that most most episode most podcasts fail. 10 to 12 episodes, that's all they do. If you go back and look at some that you've listened to in the past and you're like, when have they done their last episode? They usually have about 10 or 12. That's it. Um, but if you can get past that, then it just becomes it becomes fun. It, it becomes part of your routine. It becomes part of your daily life. And then it becomes easier and easier to do. So I think that Jeff will have more... Um, people put out podcasts, but if they're not in it for the right reasons, they're, I mean, you're going to get 10, 15 episodes and that's going to be it. And they're going to move on to, to something else. If, they, if they're trying to be the complete authority and get on the old town team from their, from their, or from their podcast and stuff like that, it's not going to work. It's not going to work unless you enjoy doing it and you're doing it for the right reasons. Drew, you I know, see a lot only, of. This is the only time that I get to talk to real people. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally a, a prisoner of my home. If somebody wants to come break me out, come break you me out. Man. You got an ankle bracelet on or what? What you got? <laughs> <laughs> locked, locked, dude. My my job said don't come back to the office two years ago, and I haven't been Damn. back since. And yeah, I tell all I do a lot, is, man, it's brutal. But I would I would love to see more good kayak fishing podcasts, Jeff, or just fishing good fishing podcasts. Uh, I mean, so, a yeah. lot of them get really really repetitive. It's the same three guys talking about their last trip and inside jokes and everything else and you don't have any idea what we're talking about it's just yeah like, yeah i want to learn well, something jeff answer answer your question for us what do you think yeah i you know i agree with drew there there's going to be a lot more come and go and it's just like he said whether it's a podcast or a youtube channel or instagram or whatever the heck you're doing it's pretty obvious when you try to insert yourself into something and pretend to be in the know or part of the sport or subject matter expert or whatever the case may be. Uh, if it's not organic, 
you're probably going to fade away pretty quick and or get exposed pretty quick, then fade away. So yeah, there'll be a lot more come and go, and there'll be some really really good ones come, you know, and be and stick around, and there'll be some really bad ones just kind of flame in and flame out too, um, you know. So yeah, I, I'm anxious to see where it goes. I think it's it's a good thing because, uh, like I said when I asked the question, we're not we're not catching the the media attention yet. And I'm talking from the basketball world. We talk about, you know, the next level of our sport is catching live coverage and getting all this media exposure. We're, I think we're a long way from that. So right now, mm-hmm. YouTubers and podcasters and all this kind of stuff, that, that is our media outlet. So we need to, to you know, make the, make the best of it. I think podcasting is, is the new it, – it's, it's the new – it's not new, but it's, it's going to be the YouTube of five, ten years from now. Like, yeah. be, I mean, because it's just gonna, it's gonna cycle. It's it's gonna cycle from. Yeah. Radio I don't think it's as easy to monetize though. I tell well, you what, I think problem. over time it it will be because I don't think people understand the retention of a podcast. Like a lot of guys will put, turn on a YouTube video and watch it for two minutes and then scroll it to the end and get the hell out of there. But you turn on a podcast and put it in your pocket or put it on when you're in the car, yeah, exactly. you catch that. You catch that whole hour. You can't know, watch whatever. a YouTube video while you're in the car driving down the well, road. Well, yeah, yeah. But uh, turn on that audio, boy. Don't listen to that audio. You don't, you don't see, drop people. And so here's the thing, too. Like, I love coming on KBN Live on Mondays. I, I love it. I want to. I mean, I showed up one day in a shirtless and a Donald Duck hat. So, I that. It's burned <laughs> into my brain. Yeah. So, but I, I love it. And But I, I, I don't do it, one, because they start latest up and i go to bed early because they're hour behind but the other reason is i drive a lot and so i i want to listen to to kbn i, I want to listen to it then like i don't listen to the podcast that i really don't like when i'm out driving like i listen to those when i've caught up on everything i have nothing else to listen to i go to those so that's that's the thing with the, the youtube and the live side of the podcasting is is you, you got to have both. I believe you got to have both the video and the audio, but I, the ones that I like the most, I don't do the live. I listen yeah. to them on, on the podcast platform on purpose. Yeah. And Bass so, talk live, you know, that was yeah. my inspiration. Why, you know, Bass talk live. I rarely watch the video. It's always the entire yeah. audio, you know, episode. I think that, I think that comes with maturity too. Like as as you start to mature in your taste, your attention span um, is also a little bit more. So you're able to sit there and digest a podcast. Whereas a lot of the YouTube videos, it's like 15 seconds, bam, change frame, bam, something else. Bam, it's so damn in your face. Yeah, it's it's so in your face. It's great for getting pumped up before you're going to a tournament or something, but. I don't need that much damn drama in my life from watching somebody catch a bro, fish. Like bro. I got, a, I got enough shit going on. I'd rather have a, a sexy, sultry voice like Chris talking to me about popping corks. You know what I mean? Like that, I need that, something that's gonna mellow me out. I know exactly what episode Drew is talking about, man. That YouTube episode that we both watched. We watched it at the same time. Going, what is this fool doing? What mine? What mine was it? Oh, what, no. what, what episode was it? What we what we talking about here? Oh, we're talking oh, this about a, just, a, this I, guy's. He's trying to be 
he he's new to the to the YouTube game and he's following in the steps of another. Dude's got a great personality. He man. does I mean, great personality, but he's dealing with a guy that has a very bad name um, along the Texas coast uh, because of his Patreon account and uh, selling spots from his Patreon account and things like that. And he's following this guy around. And he was trying to catch a redfish on the lightest line that he could with the uh, smallest lures. I remember and, y'all talked yeah, about this. Yeah, we talked this. about it yeah. in the episode. And he he's literally It's got, made for TV action. Yeah, he's got an outback. And he's got a, I don't know what mount it is, but dead in front of him, he's got a camera sitting three foot up above the kayak. Like, it couldn't be in the way more than where it's at like he is totally set up for just doing creating content rather than catching fish and making content out of the fish catching he yeah. he he's setting up just for content and it irks I think the, the hell question out of me. was like what do you do whenever you hook into a huge redfish on a tiny boat and i'm like my outback and not myself, what the fuck he was doing that ain't what do. i'm geared i'm geared up to to land a 28 inch redfish within 60 seconds and so that's what y'all talked about too was the health of the fish the way that he was fishing the health of the fish was bad but give him props for not giving us fucking crotch shot what a was the uh was the thumbnail like (laughs) this (laughs) yeah with the with the big ass caption down at the bottom and stuff like that and bright colors and it's just that to, I've I've matured enough in my viewing and listening that I don't need the ADD type of YouTube uh, <laughs> that's going on right now where it's like kung pow bam boom blah it's like yeah. comic it's comic book videos is what I call it it's just you know bam 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 here's the end and it's done I just I can't do it so that's why I think as people who are more technologically advanced. Like I, 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 we're probably all what in our late thirties, early forties. Speak for yourself, man. I'm two steps I from told, home. I told y'all we. I brought the OG on as the guest. Jeff, how, how old are you, Jeff? Forty-eight years old, man. I mean, that's that's young enough. I mean, you know how to work a damn computer and check an email. But what I've, I, lived, I've lived a hard life, Drew. What what I'm saying is, the more that people are used to how old are you, kids, technology. Jeff? My kids are probably y'all's age. Yeah, 25, 27. <laughs> Not mine. I'm 40. Look, here's about the to be thing. a grandpa, that... son. My son's hey, got to have hey, a baby. Yeah, yeah. Drew, Drew, Drew's right alongside of that. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm the young look, one of the grandpa. Look, Jeff, Jeff don't look a day over fucking 30. When I heard he was 50, I thought they were picking on his ass. Hey, he's, like, 40, he's 48. He ain't 50 yet. Damn. But close enough at that point in time. I can see so the light. I, <laughs> it's blinking. All right, I've got a question that fits into the podcast too, because all all four of us, even though Jeff and me are missing our compadres, we all do a podcast with with as as co-hosts. Right? We both have that other person, and so Alex brought me on. It was just him, and things got easier. Like uh, I think Jeff and I have talked about this before. Is Sometimes you get that that guest that is just not very good on camera or interviewing. And so 
how how is it? And Jeff, I want you to answer this too. Like, how is the dynamic that you two have doing your podcast? Like, would it is it because of you two together that you that you make it successful or that you make it work? Like, could you do it individually? I'm gonna answer for you first, Paul. Was there thinking ahead. about it? I would because uh, he said, Jeff, how do you? Yeah, okay. I thought he said <laughs> no, both it's of y'all. for all of you. It's oh, for yeah. all of you, but I, I thought he said Jeff, Jeff. as well. Okay. I thought but he said Jeff. My anyway, uh, I've hosted episodes solo, and it's weird uh, because I think, for for example, and you guys are the same way, uh, you got a yin and yang or yin and yang, whatever you want to call that, where you, you're both – have good personalities, but they're different, and they and they work together. I mean, one of the keys to this deal is you got to have good chemistry, and uh, Lambert and I have good chemistry, I think, on the on the lives and on our podcast because we're both you know different uh, personalities. You know, we're kind of one is more the color guy, and I'm more the Mike Breen uh, NBA announcer guy. Uh, but but we pull it off. You got to have that yin and yang, especially when you're dealing with guests that you cannot you cannot. Uh, get an answer out of, you know, everything's a yes or no answer or yep. one sentence answer, nope. you know, how did you just win the biggest championship of your lifetime? Well, I, you know, I caught him pretty good today. It's like, we well, got an hour, I, man. We got an hour I to threw, talk. I threw a Texas rig and yep. Yeah, got him yeah. in the boat, but, but, but yeah, it's different too with y'all, Jeff, because you're doing tournament anglers. Yeah. Like, me and Alex, we focus on people who are creating content, so they typically already have that itch. Sure, yeah. And and Ryan and I, you know, we're in the arena too, so we kind of have yeah, yeah, know what we're talking about. But you don't realize, and that's really a whole. You can do a whole other show about how poor kayak bass fishermen are at promoting themselves. And I don't even mean I'm not making I'm not slamming. Oh, yeah. them. I'm just saying they don't know. They don't know any better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally right. practicing public speaking and how to talk on camera. Uh, you know, how to create content, whatever it is, people don't take that account. They just think, well, I want a tournament where the sponsors at hook me up. I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Um, especially the speaking, I've seen a lot of guys and I've, you know, how you, when you get embarrassed for somebody, you get hot, you start feeling hot. (laughs) Um, like they get on stage after winning a tournament and they get ready to do an interview and you can just tell that they are frozen to death. They don't know what to do. So yeah. And I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying it's something Mm -hmm. a lot of folks need to work on and, and, and get better at. Agreed. Anyway, yeah, I, I think with me and Chris, a lot of the chemistry comes from we've been friends and in multiple Facebook chats and group chats and everything with each other. For Shit, we've bar. almost gotten into bar fights together. Man. Yeah, like 10, <laughs> 10, 12 years. Like we, at the, we've, at, we've known at the dirty blind Bellican. <laughs> this was a Johnny B. Dalton. Johnny B. Dalton. Oh, Johnny B. Dalton's. We I ain't been there since. <laughs> you ain't allowed back since or you ain't been there since i ain't been there since that, okay. I, I quit drinking after that <laughs> after well, so that's funny Chris. too because i just i've never met alex in person we've met strictly through instagram and doing this podcast and jeff you and ryan have what met twice We've hung out a lot since the show started, but we yeah. weren't buddy. We weren't buddies at first. Yeah. No, we'd we'd been around each other at a tournament Look, one time, you know. So this was this was created because every week Drew was like, "Chris, why don't we do this?" Chris, why don't we do this? <laughs> hey, Chris, how can we do this? Um, look, man, we've for years, um, it's it's been a thing where we've just trying to find our way. Um, where do we fit in? 
in the market because we do love the market so much and we love the outdoors and fishing and, and kayaking. But <clears throat> more importantly, we kind of we kind of love people. Yeah. <laughs> and we kind of enjoy people. We and, like asking questions, too. Like we well, we're, we're inquisitive mm-hmm. by nature. Like we sure. want to know. We want to get to know people. And, yeah. uh, you know, bringing it back to, to what you were asking about know how things work between you know the partners of the podcast whether or not i could do it by myself absolutely not hell no Um, he don't even read what i give him for mm -mm. everything and when i when i try to when i try to now i do the introductions for folks and all i do is i'll take like a couple of really quick you know tidbits about you know who that person is and then i make up everything in between you know i don't know Hold on. I don't know if y'all listened to our last episode with Jay Whalen. When he was introducing Jay Whalen, you see how he blamed the typo and shit on me? <laughs> I, I tried to read that shit verbatim <laughs> and I was like, why did I even, even read that? He didn't even read the introduction before he was going to do it. That's the first time he pulled out his phone to read that or he would have saw that there was a missing word and then, and and then said, on the uh, end of that. That's the first said, time he saw it. Fuck it. This man is nine-time world champion who your mama <laughs> Jesus Christ. He don't read nothing. One of us has got to be a little bit organized with it, and it ain't it ain't Chris. So, uh, the thing so is, I, I, yeah. I am I am a fisherman. Hey, if you were both the same, it wouldn't work. That's, exactly. that's how it goes. Yeah, it would yeah. be horrible. It would be Look, a horrible, t- horrible show. Yeah. Let me tell y'all about this podcast and and the difference in Alex and me. We've been doing this an hour and twenty four minutes. Alex right now would be on. He would be trying to like, you know, oh shit, it's it's fucking. We got to go. I got episodes been two and a damn half hours long. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, See, that's we me, Paul. Do two and a half hours tonight. Yeah, that's, that's me, Paul. I'm Alex. Dinner. I'm the, I'm the one always cutting us off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but but that's like I I just roll with the conversation, and Alex would be texting me like, "Look, man, my wife is pissed. We got to be done. It's been an hour and fifteen minutes." But like, but that's the thing is we put that we're able to blend it all together because he brings our shit in. I ain't good at that. And matter of fact, we got to do that shit right now because we got to get these questions out the way. But, <laughs> but you know that's that. And I brought that up because I I love doing this, and I'm I'm kind of doing it by myself now. You know, I got these guest co-hosts. I do. I've had some episodes where it was just me. But to think about doing this like every for for the foreseeable future as we go along, hell no, I, hell no. I no like having that that other person. It just makes it easier, and I think that you don't have bad episodes when you can always take your partner, or your co-host, and y'all can y'all can fix and you can fill in where you need to fill in. Hey, can y'all imagine doing like the Bass Talk Live and doing it four five days a week? Sometimes, like nope, trying to put that out every day. I mean, you talk about nope. work. That's insane. Who does that? You do that? No, the Bass Talk Live guys. Bass Talk Live. It'd be so monotonous. Is there enough? Is there enough material to cover? They do it. They do a great job. It is, yeah. Yeah. For those guys, yeah. I mean, they. Of course, it's it's just Matt now. You know. I mean, Drew, you want to try it? No. (laughs) (laughs) We can do it on our way to work every morning. Wait, I don't have to go to drive. (laughs) Nope, I don't talk to anybody for two hours after I'm awake. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you got anything else there, Hoss? You got anything no, else? No, man, no, I'm sorry. My, my napkin is full. 
It's, it's done. Look, 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 don't be sorry, y'all. I, I, I'll go again. I'll go until people are like I, I've got to get off, Paul. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's finish up. But anyway, like, that sounded terrible, dude. I said my napkin is full. What does that even? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, I don't. Your I don't sanitary know. napkin. Tell us. Okay. Oh shit! Oh no, hell! Yeah, it's getting off the. This is when it gets good. Why should we stop now? We just had a sanitation napkin reference. Why do we need to stop now? <laughs> All right. Keep it going. Keep it rolling. So, so with Bass and Brews, we got some shotgun questions, as they like to call them. And the, the questions you need to answer pretty quickly when we ask. I want both of y'all to answer individually. I don't care who goes first or whatever, just first one that comes to it. But this could make or break your podcast. We've had some folks answer questions on here very poorly. And uh, three episodes later, their podcast, they, they quit. So, All right. Hold on. <laughs> Are these short, quick answers or long, drawn-out answers that go into some shit that nobody's even talking about? Because we need to clarify for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you answer the question, as as Mr. Sale Cracker says, you answer the question the way you like. All right. All right. So you <laughs> you got time on these questions then. All right, All right Chris. Good, good, good. <laughs> it's, it's up to you, but if you answer wrong, I'm going to give you shit. Crocs or flip-flops? Ooh, slides. Neither one. The fuck slides. is a slide? <laughs> That's some salt water Bedroom stuff, man. slippers? No, they are slides. They are rubber slippers, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's some golfer stuff. The ones right that there. just have the, the ones that just have one strap, big wide strap that go across the They were created the top for soccer players because yeah. soccer players wore cleats that you yeah. couldn't wear down by walking across the concrete. That's yeah. hoopers and golfers and soccer players be wearing that. Yeah, I wore them during baseball all the time. So slides. That's that wasn't a, that wasn't a fucking choice. That, you said I could answer it however <laughs> the fuck I wanted to. Chris, <laughs> your turn. Go. I've never owned a pair of Crocs in my whole life, and only recently, um, right before COVID, bought my very first pair of flip flops. COVID wow. was three years ago, Holmes. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I know. And since then, Except recently, I have been wearing them flip flops out, bro. <laughs> I I hardly take them off. Even whenever my wife will catch me outside. <laughs> Y'all see what I'm talking about with the long ass answer? <laughs> Keep on going. Keep my on wife going. will catch me outside in 50 degree weather with a hoodie, some shorts, and some damn flip flops. Catch me outside with my flip flops. said, catch Crocs or flops. Well, my wife wants some now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Look, look, this is why me I'm and Chris a storyteller, can... man. I'm a storyteller. I can't. Dude, I can't just simply. Me and Chris could never do a podcast without somebody to like rain this shit. We would be doing 24 hour podcast every every time. It just that's how. Yep. I, I get it. All right, pineapple on pizza. This is fucking easy, y'all. Pineapple on pizza. Ooh, when you first yes say pineapple, no. it's like there's there's no. a problem right there. Yes or no? No. no. Oh fuck yeah! Pineapple on everything. Pineapple on your ass. <laughs> oh lord, is that, is that why the is that why the fucking pineapple's got a ring in the middle? That's the, that's... <laughs> is that why you get them little pass. 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 Can we pass? Pass. Is there a rule about the last two minutes or no? <laughs> Good with anything. <laughs> The first two minutes is what Alex told me. All right. I mean, if, if y'all ain't listening to this podcast, you know after the first two minutes, the shit just goes where it goes. All right. 
this is uh, usually with bass anglers i know this answer but for y'all i'm interested you gonna spend more on a reel or a rod uh i'm spending more on a reel because i make my own rods but <laughs> oh shit we forgot to talk about that we're gonna talk about that at the end but anyway go ahead go ahead chris um, I, I have a rod sponsor, so I'm spending, spending more on my reels. Well, okay. Yeah. Is your rod sponsor rods. Drew? My rod sponsor is not Drew. <laughs> no, it's although, not me. Although Drew I'm has too broke for that for shit. I'm not sponsoring him. <laughs> <laughs> I've given, I've given him one rod though. I've given him one. Well, he gave it to my daughter. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing. I didn't want to say I... Never mind. Never mind. I'm leaving that the fuck alone. I'm leaving that the alone. Completely. Oh, Lord. She doesn't you have a you... rod sponsor. You, you know you're she good friends. She does now. I'm her rod sponsor. So uh, you goes. know you're good friends when you give each other a rod. There you go. Oh. <laughs> All right. In a three, and I don't know how y'all going. I don't know if this translates, but you you tell us how this translates to redfish. So for bass anglers, we say in a three hour session, would you rather catch five two pounders or one seven pounder? What what would that correlate to in redfish? And, and then answer the question. I'm sorry, two what? Five two pounders in, in in a three hour session of fishing. Would you rather catch five two pounders or one seven pounder? So That'd be five, like five, five, five lower slot, yeah, five, five lower slot, and one, one hoss, twenty-seven inch. I don't. I have no idea what the fuck Look, that means. My, okay, I have, I have gone, I have gone a whole day of fishing, and that one redfish made my whole entire trip. It was the best day of my life because that redfish was twenty-seven and three quarters. You know that. I I can catch slots all day long, and yeah, it, mm. I get all giggly, you know, from catching because uh, I get to fool them. You know, that's what it is. Sorry, here goes the story again, right? I get yep. to fool them. It's all about the fooling the fish <laughs> into eating that shit. It's I you get giggly after those guys. I get giggly mm. after catching twenty fucking fish. Yeah, but if I have that day where it's just one solid, one just monster redfish, I'm like. I'm talking about that one for a while. Mm-hmm. You're going home and trying to make babies when you get to the house. <laughs> With pineapple and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I look. No, I'm, sit, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking, man, I can practice, but I ain't making them. Non, <laughs> non-tournament day, I'm going for the five. I'm going for five lower slot. Tournament day, give me, give me the one or two big mm-hmm. fish. Every every time, and see that's usually opposite with bass anglers. The tournament guys will say, "I want I want the five on the on the tournament day," and if mm. I'm just out fun fishing, I want the seven pounder. Well, I mean, but a, a small like four or five pound redfish fights like a seven, eight, nine pound bass. So that's why I I don't know how this correlates to y'all because this y'all the first time we ever had somebody on here that didn't fish freshwater so the next one i i don't even know if y'all can even answer this you might not know what i'm talking about you got a wacky rig or a texas rig Ooh, um where what are what are the uh where am i at what am i doing what am i trying to accomplish hold on i gotta google you're on the oil rigs you're on the rigs you're fishing docks you're fishing docks with lights at night 
Didn't y'all do an episode about fishing docks with lights at night? I, I do a little bit of bass fishing though, so I'm gonna give you okay. the bass the bass answer. Um, I would rather throw a Texas rig uh, because it's weedless, and I can you can try to rig a wacky worm up a little weedless if you want. I've just never I've never had a lot of um, confidence in anything a wacky worm. But a Texas rig with me not fishing bass very much, that's the first thing that I throw out there and, and I use. And I'm the most accurate with a Texas rigged uh, worm mm. as well. I mean, I can I can put it where I want it, close to that dock or under the tree or, or something like that. Now, with the wacky worm, I'm not, I'm not as accurate at all. I'm not putting it where I want it. Chris? That's what she said. So y'all are talking bass fishing with the terminology wacky yeah. and, and Texas rig. and Do you want to hook it at the top or in the middle? Just, just tell us that. Do you want to hook it at the top or in the middle? Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. But. <laughs> but. In the butt. If I was, in the if butt. I, with pineapple. <laughs> if, oh, I was, if I was bass fishing, okay, I think, I think I'd want to use a wacky rig. Because I, I did help a little bit with uh, a man's product that came out a while back, and it was a worm that had a little spring mechanism inside of it, and that some bitch just wiggled like a son of a bitch. Went like this. <laughs> was it a, <laughs> and, a man M A N N or M A N? M A N N. Yeah, I, I worked okay. on their saltwater side for a little while. Oh and, shit, that's cool. But the the wacky rig, I do understand it hooks in the middle, and basically that worm is gonna other way. Uh, the middle ain't moving. <laughs> the outside's moving. That's what I'm right, trying no. to do. Okay, what, move your to... fucking elbows, man. Oh. fly, bitch, fly. <laughs> exactly. Man, but I think, I think I'd have fun with that because you kind of are. Are you kind of jigging it up and down like? On the bottom, and then you get that hit, and it's like bam! And then no, you, you, Paul, it, you throw it. Down. Go ahead. What, Jeff? This, how you do this it? Dude, you do this it? dude definitely wearing Crocs after all that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if I am bass fishing, I am only using crankbaits, topwaters, and frogs. Man, fuck worms. Because <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got no gear to throw a worm, is what it sounds like. Damn, have, damn, Drew, you are worms. bald as fuck. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I thought Chris was peeking on me. Holy oh no, it's, shit! It's, it's really bald. I, it's freshly shaved too. Freshly hey, shaved. He's like yep. Professor Fucking X off of X Men, man. He, that's some bitch there. You know something I was gonna do on KBN, Paul. I thought would be funny, but I haven't done it Go yet. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. Is a is a challenge, just a fun game where a dude posts a picture of himself in a hat, and then everybody has to guess. Bald or not, because we're we're, we're we're like we're like baseball players, man. You never see them without a hat. You don't know what's under yeah. there. So we can well, get it's a pretty like football good football players. You know, football yeah. players. You never know what's under there until they take that shit off. Yeah, we could have a good I thread like with that. that. No, because like that, that, football yeah. players want to have like the tarantula effect coming out of their damn helmet. Yeah, mm. we got some kayak anglers like that too. You seen Jordan Marshall? That thing sticking out of there. <laughs> oh man, did y'all see Jordan brush the perm out? Yeah, his woman got him. Twisted, yeah, flat iron in the mullet. That ain't good. I know, man. All right, so y'all can answer this one easy. All right, because it don't discriminate against saltwater anglers. 
slow jams or hype music when you're fishing or on the way to the ramp, whatever it is. Ooh. Slow jams or hype music. I'm listening to some ghetto ass shit, honestly. On the way to fishing, because I, you know, Houston, I'm listening to old school H Town rap to get me mm. hyped up. But that it's it's kind of slow. Like if if you go back to 2000s H Town rap, it's it's slowed down, screwed, chopped up. Like, um, but while I'm fishing, I'm listening to like reggae rock, if that makes sense. Like Sublime with Rome and Ballyhoo and things like that while i'm fishing more more mellow and calm stuff i'm not mm-hmm. trying like I, i'm not trying to get hype hype while i'm so fishing. Uh, on the way to the ramp you you play music that if the crack crackheads are still there you can fend them off but when you get on the water you want to be taken back they're and they're trying to sell me some bootleg of boo garcia <laughs> at the gas station when they hear me come up bumping in the f-150 chris you Dude, I, I listen to country music, and so I'm not going to be hyping it up, nor I guess I'm going to be sad because my dog done left, my woman done run off, my truck won't start. See, and that's completely different. I'm at the rap slapping hoes and selling the crap. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm hyped up. I'm ready to go. Now, We're rolling I, on Twinkies. Honestly, and, man, I'm, I'm a Chris's big Chris's mama Texas. got run over by a train at the Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big exactly. Texas country fan. I don't know if y'all if y'all are Texas country fans or oh, not. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, I'm a big Texas country fan, so I'm listening to a lot of Kojo, stuff like that on the way. But honestly, on the way, no, I'm listening to podcasts. I always listen to podcasts before I, I go to a fishing spot, you know, and before a tournament, whatever. On the way home, that's when I crank it up, and it's usually Texas country. Um, if you know, there's other instances in this life where I need to hype myself up, and it's going to be freaking dubstep if I need to get hype. Mm, I hear you. Yeah. All right. So this this next one, I, I this next one, I'm I'm interested to hear from. Are you eating largemouth bass? Yes or no? I have. No, no, no. Not you have. If you go fishing in in your cousin's pond and y'all catch a mess of largemouth, are you going to take them home and fry them up? Yes or no? I'm I'm pretty much catching release on everything. No, I'm not. I'm not eating it, but it's not because of any higher standard that I keep myself, or even about the fishery or anything like that. I'm just not a huge fish eater. Um, mm. If I'm eating fish, it's going to be fresh, and it's going to be crappie, it's going to be flounder, or it's going to be redfish. And I'll, I'll keep a bunch of white bass when the white bass run is on, so when people ask me for fish in the freezer, I give them all the white bass. Because <laughs> I'm not giving them my flounder or my crappie or my redfish. So I give them all my trout. Yeah, I'll I'm give like, them here trout you go, too. roaches the of the <laughs> sea, take them. Yeah. Now, Jeff, offshore. I can't remember. Were you eating largemouth or not? How, how did you answer that one? Look, he didn't got his shit on mute. Say that again. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I said I couldn't remember if you were eating largemouth or not. Yeah, I think it's important to call them suckers out, especially lakes that are overpopulated. Yeah, you need Preach. to leave them trophy, trophy size fish alone, but the Preach. little ones need to go, man. The little ones need Preach. to go. 14 inches and below need to get eight. All right, now, wait a this minute. Is whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm in Arkansas. 14s are beggings over here in Beaver Lake. But the 12s, <laughs> get them 12s. Get them 12s out. 
So All right, do guys. I need to start keeping them? Is that going to be better for the fishery? Is that yeah. going to make the glitter yeah. boat guys happy? Not the big ones, just some little little okay, runs. Just, just the little ones. All right, got it. But j- just be prepared that there's some people out there that don't think largemouth should be eaten, even though largemouth only were in the anyway. I ain't going to get into it. They're a sport fish, man. You're not going to be able to fit into the social climate. All right, this next question, this is this is what we're known for. This is what makes or breaks your career in whatever your career is. It could be fishing or what you do for a real job. This this is an important question and you got to answer this shit right. We've had we've had some really bad answers before. One of them was pretty famous and he said um a really bad answer and I never let him live it down. So anyway, as anglers, we love sandwiches. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Ooh, can it all be on one sandwich? I, just top three sandwich proteins. You put it on one sandwich, you can eat it in a lettuce wrap. It don't matter. Top three sandwich proteins. Is a lettuce wrap a sandwich, though? Well, like, I mean, we it is. No, I'm just, if, I'm fucking with I you. Mean, I'm fucking with you. Drew's going to come up with some fucking wild shit that you can only get down no, 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 no. in if like a valley. <laughs> no, no, no. If That's we're talking goes. about traditional sandwiches. I'm over here. I haven't eaten dinner yet. I'm eating marshmallows. <laughs> I, I see that. <laughs> he, he's he's eating cold s'mores. What? Yeah, What? who that's not seven eats just a marshmallow? Like, anyway. Look, bitch, look, bitch you drink enough and you got kids under the age of 10 and you go in that pantry and the only thing you see are giant marshmallows, you're going to eat at least three or four handfuls. Jesus Christ. I sneak in here every night and grab me one or two. <laughs> Top three sandwich proteins. It, it there's, there's, there's no wrong answer unless I it's ha- wrong. I have the first two in my head. The first two in my head are ham and bacon. And I'm going mm. back and forth between roast beef, which I, I love me. I love me some roast beef. I'm going roast beef and like a Cajun turkey. I keep I keep going back oh, between shit. those two. Like mm-hmm. like a Cajun infused turkey they have at H E B, um, the grocery chain here. It's got kind of a spice to it, but I'm going back and forth between that. I, I, those are good. Those are safe. Bacon, bacon is not one that we get a lot, but that's a great one. Dude, right, bacon, Chris. bacon and Miracle Whip sandwich. Woo. Ooh, Miracle Whip the fuck. Woo. Hell, Miracle Whip and bacon, buddy. Dukes. Dukes. You, you wouldn't, with my answer, you probably wouldn't think I'm from fucking, from the <laughs> South, but. My man gonna um, say tofu, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, Jeff, I'm thinking the same thing. He's about to say fucking tofu. <laughs> no. Uh, pastrami, I love pastrami, okay. man. Yeah. Um, corned beef, mm. love corned beef, good stuff. Um, and then like Drew had his little toss up. I got the basics, you know, the basic toss up, which is smoked turkey or smoked ham. Nice. Those are those are the two that are like always available. But it's a special day when I get some pastrami or some corned beef, man. I hear you. I hear you. Well, we we've had we've had two two in particular answers. One guy said cheese, and another guy said 
uh, what the hell? Shit, I forgot now. Didn't, uh, didn't the guy say? Yeah, he said spinach. Spinach. Yeah. Well, it was Bailey from Serious Angler. He's probably gonna listen to this. I'm like, man, my fuck, let that shit die. What no, kind Bailey. of protein what, cheese? What is kind that of pro- Yeah. What kind of protein are you getting from spinach? Okay, spinach. Popeye. He says you don't like spinach on your sandwich. I'm like, I love spinach on a sandwich, but it's not. But a the bitch has like roast beef or or something on it. It ain't just. Hey. Supply chains, supply chains, tough in New York, Paul. They're, they're sticking spinach on there for protein. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's the they shit I'm taking. That's the shit I'm taking off of my sandwich. Sure. The spinach is up, up there, Damn. man. The, the spinach Dude. is the bread and the protein. Up there. Hey, look, that's all they got. Drew, Drew invited me over for dinner one night, and he said, "Chris, we're gonna have steak." What else would you like to have? And so I'm like, fucking spinach, you know, broccoli. And he's like, no, 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 you're coming to my house. What would you like to have? <laughs> which, which means what kind of potatoes, potatoes would you like with this thing? You want mashed potatoes, red potatoes, baked potatoes, au gratin potatoes. Like, what, That's what your kind vegetable. do you want with this? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was going to say, too, you get, you have never heard of a recall on bacon, but you damn sure heard of it on spinach. Hey, we yeah. call spinach for killing folks all the time. Spinach and, and lettuce. Yeah. That Look, shit kills fun? you. I've got a real good friend of mine from Texas. He he's, he's Texican is what he calls himself. So he's from Texas, and uh, the he, he'll tell you the only vegetables he eats is salsa. But that's true. <laughs> like, that's, literally, he eats meat, and his vegetables – come in the form of salsa when we go to their house to hang out and eat and stuff we have meat hamburgers all meat and then salsa and chips that's it the only vegetables he eat is salsa that's corn and salsa there you go you <laughs> got crazy, tomatoes man. and peppers and onions corn is is questionable as a cilantro as a vegetable corn ain't a vegetable it's a grain by the way even even then I don't know, man. That thing. Is- I don't know. Look, the older you get, the let the more corn comes out in your poop after you eat it. I mean, seriously. I tell you what, you go to the grocery store and you go down the vegetable aisle, and there's gonna be corn. There ain't gonna be no grain aisle. You ain't gonna get grain. You're gonna find corn in the canned vegetables or in the vegetable section. That's just more of that say. propaganda, Drew. It's just propaganda, man. It's right. that, that's that's government shit. That's government yep. shit. All right, guys. So at, at the end of this, we always want you to be able to shout out, you know, your sponsors, your partners, you know, anybody that you just want to put out there is, is, is you know, you want to highlight. This is your chance to do it now. And Jeff, at the end, you know, also, I want you, I know y'all got some some folks new at KBN that we didn't talk about the last time. So, Holler out your sponsors. What the fuck's going on, Chris? You okay? Can you hear? Yeah, he he's showing you his real sportswear hat. Oh, okay. Um, Shit, I'm colorblind, man. I didn't see it. My bad. Yeah, we've been we've been working. Oh, yes, nice. Real sportswear um, since the middle of season one. So they were one of the mm. first sponsors that came aboard, and we're going to stick with real sportswear. Um, Andrew, it's a Corpus Christi company, Texas based, yeah, small and, business, and. Almost everything that me and him both wear whenever we're going out fishing is real sportswear gear. Um, It's great gear. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's very different than your normal um, neutral fishing shirts. You know what I mean? They uh, 
Uh, I know you said you were colorblind, but if you see my hat, it's you know four or five different color camo blues and and things like. He that. He said he was colorblind, but he said he could. He also said he couldn't see a fish. I don't know what colorblind has to do with not being able to see fish. I mean, it's the different hues, I guess. But um, <laughs> real sportswear has a difference different kind of design to a lot of their stuff. It, it's a lot more vibrant and more expressive. Than just your basic uh, Columbia t-shirts. Yeah, but your, your Columbia stuff. One thing I'm extremely thankful for <laughs> on the real sportswear side is this freaking hat. This one in particular, this exact hat that's on my head, because I I sweat like a hooker in church, right? I mean... <laughs> It's it's inevitable. I get outside. It's fifty degrees. I'm gonna still I'm still gonna sweat, and especially in hats. And I've never been able to hold on to a black hat. You know why? Because that hat ends up with this huge sweat ring on it, and it just destroys the look of the hat. It'll never go away. This hat has never gotten a sweat ring in, ever, never, ever. Oh, I've heard about you. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that. That's pretty cool. It is a, a foam hat. And basically, the foamies, foamy hats are, are not going to sweat through. But yeah. any foamy hat. But this one is probably the best one that I've ever had. So, um, yeah, real sportswear is, besides making awesome hats, they make really killer T-shirts, um, recycled product in their T-shirts, um, which is cool, saving our oceans. Um, and And this next year... Their catalog is going to be off the freaking chain. Dude. Oh, it's, it's awesome! Gonna be, yeah. It's going to be lit. So they're going to have some really great products uh, released this next this season. Um, so look out for for some of that coming across your screen. Yeah, and, and another one that's staying aboard is Pure Fishing. And for those of mm. you that don't know, Pure Fishing is an umbrella company. Um, Abu Garcia, Penn, Berkeley. Um, what's the new one they brought on? Gray's Fly Fishing. So, Gray, Hardy. Yeah. Well, Gray's is a division of Hardy. It's owned by yeah. Hardy. Um, but they're, and they're out of the UK. You know, what's funny is I was talking to Chris Fowler, who's, speaking of Chris Fowler, Chris Fowler owns a company called The Fly Trap, and we're bringing them on um, for, oh, crap. That's letting the cat out of the bag right now. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll, I'll edit that out. No, nah, you ain't got to edit that out. Chris is a great guy. He's awesome to work with, and we're glad to bring him on. But anyway, I was like, "Hey, man, haven't you ever worked with fly fishing or uh, with uh, with pure fishing to try and get some of their fly gear in?" He's like, "Man, I'd love to have Hardy, but you know, they honestly, pure fishing wants you to make like a twenty k purchase to to be able to fill your store." And he's like, "I just don't have that kind of coin." And I was like, "Man, I wish you could get some of this graze equipment." He goes, "Chris, graze is for beginners." I was like. <laughs> <laughs> i've been i've been fly fishing for at least nine years but i still consider myself a beginner because it is a literal art um to fly fish and like real fly fishing for rainbow trout and shit or like carp bass uh trout yeah redfish redfish especially redfish fly fishing for redfish mm. is amazing mm. cool Cool. Jeff, uh, holler at your folks, man. Oh, man, me personally, uh, re-upped with Old Town Canoes and Kayaks this year. Couldn't be happier with that deal. Uh, they, they got, got some... horizontal rod storage. 
They got some big <laughs> stuff coming. They got some big stuff coming this spring. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, well, look, we tried to do this whole fucking podcast without bringing that no horizontal <laughs> rod storage, and he brought just it up. had to fuck it up at he the very up. end. No, our, ki- our kayaks, our kayaks do get delivered with seats though, so that's the plus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. And- and pedal drives. They yeah, come and with drives a pedal drive and when they show stuff up, doesn't right? break. I have at yeah. least one that's still missing a seat. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm proud to proud to partner with them. But the podcast, man, we're you know we're still rocking with Western Sun Vodka. We brought on Revo during the year, Revo Sunglasses, and then uh, dug out bait and tackle out of Marietta, Georgia, yes. whose goal was to overtake Austin Canoe and Kayak in the online game. But that looks uh, like that won't be a problem. Achieved. Now. So, uh, yeah, goal <laughs> achieved. We'll take credit for that. They're open. Yeah, and we're and we're looking at a few other. <laughs> opportunities as well for 2022 so it's gonna be a big year it's gonna be fun all right well sweet look uh check out uh what well, shit i'm doing this uh paddlers playbook tell us where we can find you all that shit social media you know obviously you don't like facebook i mean youtube but just tell us all that where, where they can find you on the socials uh check us out on facebook just search the paddlers playbook same thing on instagram at paddlers playbook you can find us on all the podcast forums, iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, um, Odyssey, you know, any, anywhere that you enjoy watching uh, or listening to podcasts, we'll, we'll be on there. We do an episode every two weeks. Um, that's all the commitment we want to give to this, honestly, because we want to spend some time fishing and doing other things and um we, we also have other hobbies and families and everything else. So you get an episode from us every two weeks. Hey, how are your, your rods, dude? Oh, so um, Turner Rodco uh, is the name of my custom rod company. You can check it out on Facebook. I don't post a whole lot on Instagram. Um, I'm honestly about to be completely caught up. I actually got an order today of some components um and then i'll be taking orders again i usually don't do a whole lot right after christmas because i'm grinding to get people christmas presents um, i mainly do a lot of saltwater rods but since i live on lake conroe um we've done you know i've been doing bass rods here and there but if you want a bass rod made you got to tell me what you want like i can't really suggest like, hey, this is going to be the best for this, this, and this, because I don't do enough bass fishing to be able to suggest Can you suggest put pineapples you. on my rod? Yeah, I oh, can put pineapples shit. on your rod. I can put it on the butt of your rod. How about that? Oh, It's oh, like damn. a splash guard on a paddle. That's how yeah. it there you go. I can, put it, I can put it wherever you want. Um, oh, wait, wait. The eyelets are shaped in are pineapples. That I can't do. That, that I can't do. Sorry. We we do have our limitations. Uh, Jeff's the kind that does not want pineapple anywhere near his pizza. Me? Exactly. He's he's like that's disgusting. That is horrible. Pizza <laughs> should have pepperoni and cheese, and that's it. Get, get the hell out of here with the rest of it. And, and other meat. And other meat. Yeah. Add, no. add add all the meats on there. But with the Turner Rodco, you know, it's it's fully custom. And when I say fully custom, I have a decal uh, decal maker. I can make any. Pretty much any kind of decal you want on there, we can so you do. You got a cricket? Any? No, I have a decal maker, my brother. And it freaking is, laser beams. And I have a laser that I'm playing oh, with right now 
to um and I'm I'm kinda excited. As soon as we get off of here, I'm gonna go fuck up about a hundred dollars in cork with this laser. Um try, trying to get everything right on it. But uh it's fully custom, everything's custom. Basically any kind of colors you want, any kind of grips. I really enjoy doing custom EVA grips, which can be any color you want. I mean, I can do purple and lime green um whatever you want out of it but the big thing that i'm I'm trying to get out now i only have a few of them left are my jalapeno poppers it's my popping cork rod i spent about two years dialing in the right guides the right handle the right action the right blank uh for a popping cork rod because a lot of people they take their heaviest rod that they use the least broomsticks and they use it for their popping cork rod and then they hate throwing a popping cork and they don't know why they're so fatigued throughout the day um <laughs> this rod is designed for popping corks it's got a larger handle so your hands don't get fatigued it's got a, a fast tip on there so you put mm. in the the least amount of effort to get a good solid pop on that popping cork so check it out turner rodco and if you're looking for a jalapeno popper I think I have like six or seven left is all I have. And I have a guy actually picking one up on Friday. It is it is the best popping cork rod that you can buy. And I can say that with, you know, pretty pretty good conviction. Cool. So no YouTube, y'all aren't doing a bunch of YouTube stuff then? No, nah, we're we're thinking about getting doing more and more on YouTube and doing some videos for season three. Doing, doing season three, um, maybe doing every show live and having the show uh, on YouTube. But, again, it, it, it's, a, it's a little more on the editing <clears throat> side, on the back end of it. And, well, we, on our show, <laughs> what you guys hear, if you guys hear it and you don't think it's edited, then I'm so excited and happy because that's the way it's supposed to sound. But there, in every episode, there's a good 10-minute chunk here, 15-minute chunk there, where somebody has to go look something up, or I'm editing out a lot of uhs and ohs and oohs to make the uh, to make everybody. Or I said sound, something stupid yeah, and ended up every, a long to ass make story. everybody sound a lot smarter than they actually are yeah. whenever yeah. they come on the show. So there's there's a lot of post stuff that goes into our okay. show. But I try to make it seem like there's not a a, a lot. You do a good job. You do a good stuff job. In there. I leave stuff in there. That, yeah. That's the you risk we job. run. That's the risk me and Lambert run, Paul, is uh, we're always live. So yeah, it's, uh, always. It's risky. But, it's risky. Yeah. It, same thing here. I ain't editing shit. Like, the three times I went up to go pee, that shit is going to be in the podcast. I don't care. Like, I ain't editing nothing. All right, Jeff, so uh, – where can we find you? Holler out the KBN and your personal stuff and all that good. Yeah, man. CagBassNation.com. You find uh, articles there. And then, of course, on Facebook is where we built built our biggest following. But we're trying to grow on YouTube. We, we stream live to YouTube. For some reason, it lags way behind what we do on Facebook, but we're slowly climbing over there. Um, I watch it, on YouTube. Yeah, Instagram. We, we're doing pretty good on Instagram. But you can find us Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, basically. Yeah, and then on the website. And then for me personally, same thing. You know, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm growing my YouTube channel. And then we cannot leave out the Kayak Fishing Network. It is slowly growing as yes. well. 
Uh, the app is ready for Android. There's a few bugs I'm working on there. And then the Apple uh, iTunes store or whatever the hell you call it on Apple. I'm a droid. Yeah, it's coming coming soon. Uh, and we'll, we'll have that app out and ready and try, and try to grow it too. Nice. All right, hey, and if I if if I could beg real quick for yeah, every, anybody beg, listening beg, to the audio on this beg. for for whether it's whether it's Paddler's Playbook or Bass and Brews or Cag Bass Station, please 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 give us reviews on over on iTunes, uh, even if they're bad because that really helps everybody's algorithm and, and gets us pushed up. So, but if you're gonna give us a bad review, say something better than this shit yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me give why. Me, I give suck. me some meat and taters, man. Tell, tell me why I suck. And I, I talked about this a few times. We had one guy that came on and said. Drew and Chris sound like two drunk guys that keep interrupting their guests. And I was like, that's pretty accurate. I, I'll give you that for a review. I, I'm okay with that. He was, like, he was like, I really liked the episode, except for the two motherfuckers that kept interrupting. <laughs> yeah. And he gave us a, a two-star, and I was like, that's fair. I'll take that. That's fair. Oh. <laughs> so, so that's to me, that's perfect. Like that's what stood out was the two people who host the fucking podcast. There you go, there you go, man. But oh yeah, man, I, I agree with Jeff. Leave us, leave us a review, good, bad, otherwise, but make sure it's an honest review and not just this sucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, like, I'd like honestly, to whore, I'd like to whore myself out for some Instagram followers. <laughs> whore it, dude. Whore it. Or it. I'm just kidding, man. Okay, you know, I see so on, many people. They're like, "I made three thousand." <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, dude, I got like 30 <laughs> Oh shit! I was gonna do a giveaway when I hit a thousand. I was gonna send people a broke ass five uh, XD, a broke quantum reel from 1992, and a bunch of soft plastics. And I, I didn't follow through. That's my bad. But I'll do it next. Well, why time does yet. anybody want your trash for it? <laughs> A, well, wouldn't that be the funniest fucking giveaway ever? They unbox their giveaway from Paul Hills, and it's a bunch of bullshit. That'll get you a good review over on the iTunes. <laughs> this exactly. Now I got to go spend $25 to get this broke-ass quantum reel fixed. <laughs> nah, bitch, you better throw that bitch away and go get you another $30 one from Walmart. <laughs> from uh, the Walmarts. Right. <laughs> the Walmarts. That's right. That's right. I'm from the Carolinas. It's the Walmarts. So... Hooks at Hoodlums, check out Hooks at Hoodlums. Great, great apparel. You know, love love those guys there. They got some stuff coming out they've been doing here recently. Check them out. Check out us, Bass and Brews. We got some t-shirts and shit online. People have been ordering. They like them. We appreciate that. Outside of that, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate you sticking by. Two hours. I thought this bitch was going to be an hour and 15 minutes because Jeff Malott was going to be here, and he did not uphold his end of the bargain. I did not tell him he was supposed to uphold, but here we are. It was a great time. Thank you to Jeff and the Paddle Playbook guys for coming on. We'll see y'all next time. Have a good one. Thank you. Adios. That 45 minutes was Chris answering questions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are